0: gentlemen welcome to another episode of philosophy can ruin your life your one uh, stop for metaphysical and multi-dimensional ruination with me in the studio today I'm very pleased to announce we have uh, dr. Jason Barker uh, Jason is a professor in the humanities at Kringhe University in Seoul um, he's the author of bad year a critical introduction of the 2010 uh, documentary film Marks Reloaded, and uh, in particular, um, we're going to talk about his recent astonishing novel, uh, Marks Returns, uh, published in 2017. Jason Barker, um, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Great to be here. <laughs> um, I'm very glad to have, have you here, Jason. I'm really, really keen to talk to you about any number of things arising arising from your remarkable uh, novel it's been uh I, which i highly recommend to anyone jason uh know this question is coming can i begin by asking you how did philosophy ruin your life
1: yeah brian that's you know that's a kind of um a, a kind of yeah a really intriguing question actually <laughs> um it it, i mean i don't know i I need to sort of get back to you on that one i I don't think it's i'm really at rock bottom yet
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: but you know i'm on the way i I kind of you know it was just um i suppose you know once you sort of dip your toe in um you know you can either um you know you get a feel for it right so you you can either sort of uh, at that point say well you know this is not really for me um but i think you know in my case there was there was nothing else sort of going on at that particular time and i, I it, you know it, it got me a, a weak moment you know yes. i was, I was kind of, you know i was i was it does um, that. <laughs> yeah it does that so i was i was kind of you know i was kind of yeah i was going through a, a bit of a, a bad um a bit of a bad phase and it just sort of kept on getting worse so you know i I figured well you know i just might as well keep going yeah yeah
0: i i, I think that's a very common story you know story. seriously yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we
0: gets you in a weak moment, like like yeah. romantic tragedies, other kinds of shambolic things in your life, and then you think, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not take? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, why films? not
1: me? You know, <laughs> rather than why me, it's just sort of why not me? Yeah, um, you know, I used to say that. I had this sort of fling uh, this, um, years ago, and and um, you know, at that time, um, I was saying, well, you know, yeah, uh, why not me? And and um, so, yeah, then, then it kind of it just sort of, I mean, I'd already been, I mean, I think when I started my degree, my first degree, my first degree mm. wasn't actually in philosophy at all, which is probably evident to any anybody who's who's ever read my 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 attempts to uh, to write about philosophy. Right. So my first degree was in media studies. Um, and at that time, I'm talking about uh, the. Uh, sort of early 90s. Um, Basically, the UK was going through kind of mass higher education expansion, Um, quite, you know, quite um, dramatic expansion.
2: Hmm.
1: And, um, you know, media studies was interesting because it was was kind of, um, I mean, there there were two kind of varieties of media studies. You had the kind of um, mass observation stuff. The kind of more sociological um, uh, media studies which were basically all to do with audiences and 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 um, uh, and kind of you know media history and that type of stuff yeah you know and then you had at the same time all this other stuff which was um, you know which was theory basically you know Roland Barthes, Lacan Derrida uh, and um, and so you know you had these two branches of it, and and I was kind of always more interested. Although I think the mass observation stuff and is is okay, and you know audiences and there's been some interesting stuff written um, in that vein. I was kind of I became much more interested in in stuff like Bart and uh, Derrida and Lacan, and it was good because you know with media studies you didn't have to have like an A level in classics or greats or whatever, you yeah. know. You, you could you could just sort of dive in because you know media was 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 just the kind of substance you know it was just the kind of content of your of your life and your 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 kind of you know your record collection I mean it was all there wasn't it right so um, you know so media studies was interesting because it, it didn't you, you know, there was no real initiation into it you you, you could just um, you know you could you could do a, a, a media studies degree um, with just uh, a kind of um, you know, a general interest in in culture and, um, and music and um, and kind of, you know, the kind of journal, the, the thing that really got me into writing was the type of music journalism that was being written um, in the late 80s. So I'm talking about stuff like Simon like Reynolds, Reynolds and, and-, and all those Reynolds bands, you know, which basically ARK, Young Gods um my bloody valentine maybe you know all those groups and you know if you read sort of simon reynolds around that time i mean it was like um that was kind of interesting you know that was he was writing and he was obviously someone who sort of been the university yes yeah, and um you know and i i just remember thinking oh god you know this is i i just i need to go and do a degree because this this guy's just um you know, on a, you know, on a different plane. And, um, yeah, so Simon Reynolds and, and those kind of writers probably, he was probably the one, I think, that sort of turned me on to, you know, existentialism, French poetry, um, and, and just without even knowing any names or knowing any of the authors, because, you know, at that time, you know, there's no internet, right? So you actually have to go down the library if you want to know about Heidegger yeah, or... Yeah. Or all these, you know, you know, this is funny, isn't it, to think about this now? You know, you actually had to get down the library and get on a bus, and <laughs> and go to the local library, and um and at that time actually there was this great library uh, in Bromley, um and it was an absolutely fabulous library, and and it had the, it, believe it or not, it had the complete works of Lenin. Whoa! I mean, the philosophy—yeah—the philosophy philosophy section was just just unreal. It was just unbelievable. I mean, of course, they eventually they sold off the collection, right? So you know, this—I'm talking about you know the 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 late '80s here. This is kind of prehistoric, you know, (laughs) prehistoric times, right? Uh, And. and so that was so. This is basically that I'm just going back and, and um, reminiscing here a little bit, but uh, that was kind of what got me onto. And actually, I had this conversation with with Ray, my friend Ray Brassier, right? And uh, he kind of he kind of has a similar experience, although I think Ray was a bit different in that in that he um, he went out to work and then got back into education. Actually, slightly, it's, I have a similar kind of experience in that I left, I did my A levels, and then left for 3 years went out and, and and did stuff and then came back into education so I'm kind of similar to him in that respect but he also I think was really someone who was um who got into philosophy but but came to it uh, I think he went to North London poly oh. so you know he he you know he's a similar age to me he's a little bit old I think he's about 5 years older than me but we're kind of from that similar generation that that was really inspired not just by um, you know, uh, books and stuff, but also had this real um, interest in sort of post-punk music and and, um, and and music journalism. You know?
0: Yeah, I I think this is this is quite a, a common story because I I think even in Australia there there are lots of people I can think of where where you know I mean philosophy isn't the sort of thing you've you've heard of unless you're mm. I, I don't know very middle class or something and music is is Mm -hmm. very often like even in the in the 90s when I what introduces you to all sorts of of things so I'm thinking you know Mm -hmm. of of someone like Mark Fisher but I was also uh, Mm -hmm. talking to uh, Anwen Crawford a few years ago she's a music journalist about uh Mm -hmm. the manic street preachers actually of sort of Mm -hmm. that epoch and about the what Mm -hmm. about learning about uh Guy Debord because of one of one of their songs or you you learn about Oscar Wilde through Morrissey and these
1: things have Mm -hmm. in that Uh, absolutely those yeah yeah absolutely Marky Smith I mean you know you 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 know he'd read Camus and I mean and now I know that Camus is bloody rubbish having read Camus (laughs) Yeah. like, a, But, you know, the, exactly. You, you get you get it through. It, you get it in this this weird way that it comes through uh, popular music. I mean, even, you know, the groups like bloody Duran Duran. Had yeah. Rocked, you know, Barbarella, for God's sake. or, or <laughs> so, Sorry, seen Barbara. So there were kind of things like that, 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 that in those days. You know, you were like if you were listening to popular music, you were more kind of likely to get into philosophy from that than through doing kind of greats at a level you know
0: yeah and, and i think i i think that was definitely the case for an epoch that maybe ended i don't know sometime in the in the late 90s or something where you mm. could have a, 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 a but be- i mean maybe we still have but a real belief in the power of 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 pop culture to be a sort of mm. uh a, a word that was used a lot in the 90s and an alternative culture like rather than just part Mm -hmm. of the general differentiated consumption you know i think i think it's hard to hard to believe there could be something uh revolutionary in your your uh music playlist on your iphone these days but i think i think you're talking about a time when you really yeah because because you had to go out and find the stuff and and yeah yeah, find the record and then the record would Mm. tell you about this other thing and all these these dreams of of transcendence i think maybe particularly Mm. for working class people people living in the country Mm. they 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 came to you through through music and yeah Mm -hmm. that's 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 incredibly that's incredibly interesting but i think the story of a lot i I don't know many people working in philosophy especially continental philosophy who came through it through either doing Mm. the sort of in the anglophone world the the analytic Mm. philosophy university path Mm. or as you say doing something like studying classics Mm. at a levels assuming Mm. you can
1: still do that anywhere (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's true I, i guess they they must still have an a level um uh I know a kid who, one of my students, uh, bizarrely, uh, one of my first students, had done like an A-level in Greats, right? So, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that, I, that I presumably it still exists. I mean, I, I don't know that, but I guess. I mean, this this was God. This this is even twenty years ago when that student that was one of my first started teaching twenty years ago, actually. So, well, yeah. uh, shut my age here, over <laughs> twenty years. Ago. But. Um, he, yeah he was uh no I'm sure I'm sure it must still exist but um, mm. I don't think many people are taking it probably they're taking it at, at Eton or whatever right well that's
0: I mean yeah certainly it, certainly in Australia I imagine you'd have to go somewhere very very posh to to, to do yeah. you know yeah. something like I mean they wouldn't use the word here but something like greats, classics mm. that sort mm. of, mm. That sort mm. of thing. Mm. but yeah I mean this 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 talk of uh, ruin and ruin getting worse and and even of of pop culture and and, and punk music brings me brings me mm. to your novel so okay in yeah girl. in marx returns we've got uh marx uh in london um after the the defeat of the 1848 revolutions uh, uh louis uh napoleon third mm-hmm. is in power in mm-hmm. in in paris and mm-hmm. and marx is living this kind Mind of I, I don't know the the some of the early scenes that there, there's this uh, amazing kind of picaresque uh, mm-hmm. You might not like the comparison, so sorry, Jason. But even no. Thomas pynchon like, like, yeah, yeah, he, sure. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, right, thanks, living, yeah, yeah, nice. No, he's living a shambolic, uh, hand-to-mouth Bohemian existence with his, his mm-hmm. with Jenny and his mm-hmm. kids. He's fleeing from the landlord and and the landlord's mm-hmm. dog. And you mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. with maybe maybe this is a good good place to 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 start. I mean. Why? But before I talk about the way you you describe London and and Marx himself in his life, I, I suppose there's an obvious question, which is, um, mm. why a, a novel? What what sort of inspired you to write this? you obviously you've written um, on on Althusser. You're obviously capable of writing mm. theoretical mm. Um, uh, essays on Marx. You know, get your mm. academic KPIs up and so forth. Mm-hmm. You, you you'd made Marx reloaded and then mm-hmm. uh read some biographies presumably of marx mm-hmm. i could have written another marx biography but what what made you mm-hmm. what made you want to write a novel about
1: him i i just i mean again it's the thing with philosophy isn't it that when that when you get your you know as soon as you get your teeth into it it's it's very difficult to either let go or explain <laughs> quite what you're doing you know yeah. it it started off as a completely ridiculous kind of um, almost like academic project like a research project right. I was gonna make this yeah I, it was nothing like how it ended up right so I started in back in 2000 and pff, Wow late 2007 even you know I had this idea that I was gonna go through all of the kind of um, you know the mega or the or the, even just just the archives, some of the correspondence and um, you know, I was I was going to um, uh, assemble this um, this documentary using only primary sources, you know, and only using like correspondence, right? And and it, so that that was what it's. And I've still got, I think, somewhere in uh, on on a disc or somewhere, I've still got those, um, you know, early attempts, which is you know, but it's not it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be and I kind of got to the end of it I managed to in about six months I managed to put together this um, this I don't know if you call it a story really but this kind of experiment with with, this sort of juxtaposition of of um, of letters, you know, going backwards and forwards. But I mean, it 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 was it was a I thought it was a great achievement, but unfortunately, it wasn't very interesting. <laughs> um, you know, you can't really you can't really make a drama like that. And um, you know, you you have to kind of you have to have you know a certain degree of imagination. And and so there was none of that. And and so, but but the, you know, originally there was this idea just to use the correspondence and to illustrate it using um you know uh, like uh, Holt schnitz like the woodcut style of illustration that you get in the 19th century illustrated press so there was this idea that i was going i was you know things like the london illustrated news Little um, which is like uh, the equivalent, but but French, uh, and they were good. They were really interesting, kind of. I mean, they're very bourgeois. I mean, but if you read them, they they kind of they're, they're, they're great. I mean, they have this really these wonderful illustrations, and so I was going to kind of use that. I was going to. Have, the idea was to go into that kind of world, and and uh, and to somewhere, you know find Marx lurking, you know, kind of behind, you know, what was sort of being reported obviously was this kind of very bourgeois news. Yeah. You know, about sort of um, you know, the the, the 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 um world exhibition and all that type of stuff and, and um you know and the kind of Crystal Palace and those but you know the idea I mean obviously Marx actually did attend the some of these yeah. uh the, you know, the palace. Yeah. He, Of course, he went there and he was there. So, you know, the idea was you would go into that and then, you know, you would kind of navigate through that world and you would find Mark somewhere lurking in that. And then you would pick up his story, um, which was a kind of really interesting thing. But like I say, you, you can't really do that with just what we what we know, what we have, because what we have is crap. Right. <laughs> I mean, what we have is, is just all the stuff that his daughters didn't decide to burn Yes, you know, yes, so, <laughs> so, so what you have is kind of what's left. Actually, yeah. I mean, we have some. Yeah. Just, let's not get away from the fact that we have some really nice, interesting stuff, and we and we learn a lot about Marx through that correspondence. But but probably the more interesting stuff we don't have. Yeah, uh, and so you know you can't so you can't really do it. So bit by bit, I started to kind of change tack. And yeah, I read a few, I don't, not a great fan of Mark's biographies actually, Mm. but um, there is one that I can mention, which is the Werner Blumenberg illustrated biography, which was a re, there was a uh, reprint or or new edition published by Verso, I guess. I guess it would have been sometime in the I mean he, originally, he he was was he was a West German wasn't he I think but Blumenberg Oh, maybe yeah this book was 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 important for me because I mean yeah, I make a long story short this was an important book and um it it kind of it was very it's very slim um but it, it's good about what it says about marx's kind of early um formative years relationship with his father um and it's cut so that's kind of that was one that i liked i mean a lot of them a lot of the newer ones i mean at the time i was uh, working on it you hadn't had uh i mean the more recent ones right are the um stedman jones the new one and this uh, jonathan's Baber, is it? I can't remember his name. Is it Spiber or oh, Jonathan? There's one, I think, there, Marks of 19th Century Life. Um, Sperber, Jonathan Sperber, right? Jonathan okay, Sperber. Okay. So I never remember the guy's name. Uh, <laughs> and that, So they weren't out. They hadn't been published when I started. But, you know, I'd, I'd read all the kind of, you know, Franz Mehring and all the the older ones. And, yeah. Um, they they weren't really. Uh, you, if you read those, the problem is you still don't really get a sense of his sort of thought processes. I mean, you just get this—you you get a, a, a take on Marx, um, which is which basically just reflects the time when the when the biographer was writing right. more more so than anything well, else. Right? That's is, the problem.
0: Yeah, I I think maybe we share a prejudice here, Jason, and 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 this is something. That I think your novel will, will get to why this is manages to avoid, but I really mm-hmm. um, dislike biographies as a genre, um, mm-hmm. and especially their more decadent form, the biopic, especially yeah, when they're I'll devoted the to, <laughs> yeah, a, a life mm-hmm. of thought. No, I hate they, me too. Like they tend to reduce, I think, uh, thought to their. That you know to a life and life to a kind of mm-hmm. series of events strung together by often often uh, moralizing there's often a sort of scolding in but like he should have done this and and, mm. and 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 this kind of um nonsense, mm. but uh mm. what was I going to say about that um Uh, yeah you know you know the biopic convention of like you want to portray an artist or so you see you get Mm. scenes montages of people typing fast or (laughs) painting quickly or something like and you think this the most interesting thing about this person the reason i'd be interested Mm. in their life is something you haven't managed to depict in in any way right you've just got this you know birth population and death narrative with a with some typing montages right yeah, yeah. um in in yeah. contrast right your your book from the very beginning uh, we'll, mm. we'll talk about the lambeth scene but i think one of the mm. things that's really remarkable about the book is you get mm. Marx the thinker from the from the beginning like like right. these these incredibly vivid and evocative scenes of kind of sulfuric um, mm-hmm. held like Lambeth yeah. along with yeah. I think yeah. a number of reviewers have noted this Marx mm-hmm. thinking you, you've you been looking at his uh, mathematical manuscripts about differential yeah. calculus like he's wrestling yeah. with this in all kinds yeah. of situations yeah. and yeah that's yeah. not something I'd ever see in a biopic or I imagine a, a biography yeah. Um,
1: this, this, I think, was part of the was part of the problem, and and part, for me, in terms of of um, of, of, um, of producing that, you know, of going through the normal, um, you know, going through the normal kind of fi- you know financing and, and pre production and, and making it into a, a, a you know a piece a, a film a, yeah. a piece of cinema, you know, that it just wouldn't have kind, you know, I mean, although I think it is quite cinematic and remains quite a kind of visual novel. I I think we discussed this before, it may be in Melbourne, but although you have that, um, getting it, you know, there would have just been, it would have involved far too many, Compromises and, and and you know and stu- and as as you say you, from the very beginning it's it's you're in the you're in the action you're in the you're in the middle of the action right straight away there's none I mean with all these biopics of course the convention is always that, you, that the old man the opening scene is the old man reflecting on his life right it's absolutely ridiculous and then you go you're back to think... birth and <laughs> yeah 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 the, the the whole the whole way these things are, 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 are made is is just so patronising yes so I, yes so wearisome you know that you have to meet the guy in his house and he has to and he has to be talking about his life so we're not we're not grown up enough to understand you know the the, the storytelling you know does it doesn't you know the voice actually is the camera, right? I mean, that yeah. the, the, the camera actually does the work. You don't, you know, to direct a film, you have a camera. You don't need someone sitting there t- telling you what's happening, because you have a bloody camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it seems obvious, right? But it seems to be completely lost on 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 most filmmakers. I mean, most sort of, uh, you know, um, Hollywood filmmakers anyway. Oh, seems to have kind. Of, um lost um the art of storytelling telling that seems to be you know sort of afterthought, really but um yeah so, so for that reason i mean it, it was um you know i wasn't i certainly wasn't um willing to sort of go through all the the, the, the rigmarole oh, yeah i told you, in in the end it, it just um it, i just dropped it and then the the idea to Um, to complete the project and to turn, I had the screenplay basically to turn the screenplay into a novel that came to me um, only maybe a couple of years ago, uh, as recently as that by which stage um, uh, I just wanted to get it out. You know, I just wanted to get it off my chest and unfortunately um, I didn't really have time to, um, uh, to get an agent and and to, to to find a proper publisher. So it ended up being published by zero Zero. books
0: (laughs) A once great publisher,
1: sure. I mean, I, I, I'm 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 delighted to be you know on the same list as Alberto Toscano and right. Jeff King. Just just I'm slightly confused sure. as, as to why a novel would be on that list. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Alberto's a friend, and and he's it's a marvelous book. cartography of the absolute. It's just an absolutely fabulous book. Um. But why the hell am I on that on that list? I mean, uh, it's it's just bizarre, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think.
1: I mean, you got a novel yeah. priced at twenty bloody 30, 30 dollars to fifteen ninety nine. I mean, God, fifteen pounds ninety nine. I mean, Whoa. What, Whoa. what 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 paperback? It, this just doesn't exist. What paperback do do you buy for fifteen ninety nine? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean. Do you know no, what I mean? I can hear this e- echo of myself, Jason. Sorry, hang on. Uh. Just making sure. No, everything everything seems okay. Sorry, we'll we'll cut that okay. little um, um, tangent. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, sure. Uh, we just
1: pause, continue, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, we'll, we we'll just record the whole thing, and then and then eventually James will go through and edit it. Um, what what's I going to say? Yeah, I think I think I mean it's not a, a pamphlet or a monograph like some of those mm. early. Like it's, it's quite big for a, a, a zero book. But I think if mm. I understand their their mandate of of or at least what used to be their mandate of kind of things informed by um, theoretical academic text, but not written in the academic vein. Mm. Um, I think that certainly that certainly suits your your novel, because although it's a very Mm. um, sorry, stupid bourgeois word, but it's a very uh, literary novel i think mm. it's also uh, i mean uh, it, it could sound insulting if i said it was a philosophical novel because i think that evokes image no don't worry of, yeah sure didactic, no I, I i get
1: that i boring. mean there's, there's there is that there is that side to it for sure I don't, i didn't want to overdo that with no. when i was talking with ali in in melbourne i mean it, it was just um no the the I, I i'm grateful let's 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 not let's not pretend i mean i'm grateful for for, for, for it to be out you know i mean yeah. uh, uh, they were the only one that the only ones that wanted to publish it i did try other publishers um so so i'm not i'm not gonna um complain too much but i, I just slightly um uh, it, yeah there's, there's just so much on that list and, and so many different things i mean you have things that are just blogs basically that yeah you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I don't need to name any names here. I think we all know the ones <laughs> that I'm talking about. But I mean, there are certain there are certain pamphlets on that list that are just blogs and not particularly very well written blogs either. You know, uh, I,
0: I would uh, agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it was once great, like they started like one, you know, capitalist realism and one-dimensional mm-hmm. woman with really great things, mm-hmm. and then I think yeah. they went through this this phase of over publishing. You know, of mm-hmm. just of just publishing any old. As, as you say, mm. blog mm. Um, mm. and so forth. But, blog roll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It became, it became to... a blog roll, but you know, this mm. this this is is something that I think, yeah, sits sits alongside the the best of of um of mm. what Zero had to of the original uh, uh, Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming back to. Um, to the to the novel and its its philosophy um mm-hmm. uh yeah i was i was gonna say before I, th- I think if if i say that it's a philosophical novel this evokes sort of uh notions of of incredibly um didactic uh, uh tedious,
2: tedious
0: things sort of like much mm-hmm. as i i love him and he's he's my master and possibly mm. yours but but the mm. great you know probably the greatest philosopher in the world but Alain Baggi's yes. plays which I'm uh, yeah. not terribly enamored of right you get No you no get but
1: Ditto, the... I mean I I concur
0: yeah yeah but in, in, a... in but but this is not like this I mean I think yeah from from the beginning you get this uh sense of of London a real portrait I mean I call it a, a gothic portrait if mm-hmm. not for the mm-hmm. fact that it's so uh materialist. There's 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 mm-hmm. sewage, there's um, mm-hmm. there's yeah the the infernal forges of, of Lambeth, yeah. toxic fumes and plants mm-hmm. growing up. A, a, a focus on, on on animals and the kind of ecology of of the city and what the city's built over. And then you have sort of stumbling uh Marx with his his hemorrhoids his his carbuncles mm-hmm. thinking about um differential equations and so oh I mm-hmm. art- I mean it, it it seems to me that this is a, from the outset a clearly kind of deliberate juxtaposition like the absurdity of him mm-hmm. but the absurdity but also the heroism in a way of him thinking through this extremely abstract problem of of the nature of capital via differential equations right. in the midst of this Teeming of of all of these these visceral things, the pain in his bones, the pain in his mm. anus, mm. <laughs> and yeah. and teeming, uh, vital decaying London was was this yeah. yeah was this something you intended from the the outset to juxtapose <laughs> these levels of reality?
1: Yes, I think so, Brian. I mean that that whole I mean that that sort of. Um... You know, visceral aspect, which is which is supposedly which supposedly underlies uh, mathematics, is is there right right the way through the history of philosophy, right? And that yes. and I mean, for Marx, I think what the, the, how I would sort of sum that up and 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 make sense of that and 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 kind of how I would interpret my own kind of um, uh, choice to, to to kind of make that juxtaposition would be you know through a kind of i mean you get it in various philosophers but i think what what marx is kind of grappling with in the novel is a kind of naive empiricism right right this is actually this is his mistake almost i think to mm. to 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 believe that by going out and doing field work and going and getting muddy <laughs> He, he actually get you know he's much more you know he get his mu- he's getting much closer to the truth um than if he had just sort of stayed in his room now of, of course th- that's interesting in the sense that you have all kinds of examples right the way through the history of philosophy of that kind of naive empiricism, which is the kind of naive empiricism that Badu's always criticizing, right? Um, And Altausser actually as well. So, you know, you, you have, and I think it's very interesting for Marx and for Marxism that, you know, that there is this idea that the material, that materialism is really about um, the kind of guts you know, the on and, you know, the, um, um, yeah. So he's, but he, he, but he's wrestling with that. And, and he believes, I think in the beginning of the book that, 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 that by getting his hands dirty, um, he's kind of, if not getting closer to the truth, at least he's, um, you know, working hard, um, so there's I think there's that aspect to it. I mean it's a kind of um this kind of naive intuitive um dimension to his um personality which of course he wrestles with his entire life and and ends up exiting I think really. I mean that would be out as is um, yeah. whole kind of reading, wouldn't it, of Marx? That he, he starts off as, as this kind of naive empiricist or whatever, um, then, which is also to do with his, you know, liberal journalism and, and his, um, you know, his situation in kind of, you know, in Germany in, before he leaves for Paris. Um and then he he's kind of thrown into the real world, and but that of course is is what Altazir criticises this this idea of Marx as as a kind of um, you know as a um, yeah as as this kind of um, not just liberal journalist but as as a kind of Feuerbachian right that you know get up, we have to get to the real kind we have to get to the kind of real rational alienated kind of man in society and all the rest of it and. Um, um yeah so there's that there's that which of course gradually marks um kind of um gets over doesn't he and becomes more of a kind of um more of a kind of scientist quote unquote
0: yeah i think this is this is a, a really important intervention and it's sort of adumbrated in your novel from the beginning because i think mm-hmm. despite althazer's um Uh, great efforts in this regard and we can we can talk Mm -hmm. about Althusserianism a bit later Mm -hmm. but I -hmm. think a lot of people when they they think of materialism and even in materials on 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 Marx and Marx biographies which I haven't read but presumably there's Mm -hmm. a sense of oh oh yeah materialism okay that's about um moving away from uh you know uh religious hence hence the foyer things like like Mm -hmm. belief in the super sensible to Mm -hmm. kind of descending into this into this the bowels of sensuous of sensuous reality um but if you do that um it it makes it very difficult we were talking about this in correspondence to Mm. understand something like uh the real abstraction of capital and i think so i think your your novel does this, this Bildungsroman type things I mean Marx mm-hmm. is using mm-hmm. the the language of science and and thinking about science from 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 very early on but it's almost uh in some ways I mean there are a lot of things but it's almost uh, a kind of you know it's bookended by 1848 mm-hmm. and the and the common but this sort of mm-hmm. Bildungsroman where working mm-hmm. through London he makes mm-hmm. the transition bit like he ma- he goes through I suppose what Althusser would call the the epistemological break. He goes from being mm-hmm. this Feuerbachian to mm-hmm. the guy who's capable of writing Capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and mm-hmm. I, I know of yeah. I, uh, I, I suppose that makes me uh, want to ask you: do, do you have any any thoughts about why this this vision of 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 Marx and of of materialism is so? Um, Intransigent, yeah, because I think mm. Althusser notwithstanding, and and his and Althusser's great influence on the likes of Badie, this is still uh, what a lot of people think of when they think of materialism. It's led to some absurd mm-hmm. things in in academic philosophy, naming. Mm. Well, but again, I think I think you know what we're talking about of kind of just mm. going like if you talk about dirt or mm-hmm. <laughs> or. You know, sure. the fabric of clothes or something like mm-hmm. that, that is doing an an a kind of authentic Marxist material rather rather than talking about yeah. ideas or numbers or or something, yeah. Like. Yeah, well, I mean, you... I, I, yeah, I,
1: this is interesting. Sorry, Brian, no, go oh, on, carry on. I was just
0: gonna say, yeah, summarizing the question, why, why do you think that that persists and is so sort of intransigent?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure I can answer that directly, but I can just sort of point to the fact that you have this sort of tension in, in Marx himself between um, someone who is writing about kind of clothes and, and, um, yeah. and, and, and you know, and, and kind of, uh, you know, fabric. Linen. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Linen, exactly. You know, and coffee and whatever. Uh, um and but you know you have a kind of you know you also have a quite a kind of literary um, figure. I mean he he's you know he he's kind of you know he's someone who I think is torn between um, his love of kind of Dante and, and there are all these kind of influences from you know Aeschylus to Dante to uh, to Milton or whoever else. Um, and you know, and so yeah. But you know, on the other hand, he's also searching for a method. And um, so I think he's, you know, as as a character, he's kind of someone who's quite torn between the just wanting to understand the domestic sphere and and the kind of and and the economy um, in in quite a kind of domestic way and in, in, in quite an everyday kind of sense. And and a lot of his stuff is. Is really, um, yeah, he's 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 just he's acting like a kind of social critic. I mean, a lot of the time, and of course, part yes. of that is understanding domestic economy and and so on and so forth. So he just has to kind of um, talk about sensuous things, right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but at the same time, you you have a more kind of philosophical training and background, and someone who studied law and and so on. So I don't know. I just I just guess that that the reason is that those are just. You know, they're they're things that he grappled with, and that they're kind of, uh, you know, kind of followers and interpreters and readers of Marx have just kind of followed in that, in that. you know, in his wake, really, and in in that kind of because let's face it, you know, he it, this is what's so interesting about Marx. You know, he's he's not a philosopher. No, he's not a scientist. He's not an economist. He's certainly not an economist. right? Really, <laughs> but he ha- he's you know, and he 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 has you know, he, he writes about politics and but you know, there's there's not one thing which is a kind of you know a, a condition of philosophy if you want. It, there's not one pure kind of discourse that he's dealing with. This is the thing I think is really interesting um about marx as a let's just say as a theorist right that we're not actually sure what he's really doing um uh, yeah i mean out is, is going to argue that it, look it, it's not philosophy but it has philosophical consequences or that yes. there is a philosophy in there um and we we have to kind of dig it out um but that, that he's not actually doing any particular um discourse I mean that that I think is just, um, and I I don't know I don't know if that really answers the question because you know, obviously your question was more to do about the kind of sensuousness and, and of of the kind of materialism, but um, I don't know I think that's something that that we need to consider.
0: Yeah, well I think the the novel, um, I, I, yeah I mean something that was uh, misguided about my 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 regrettable about my cross is I I you know I don't mean to say that that. Uh, kind of focus on on census reality and 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 everyday life is is irrelevant to Marx and I think I think the novel is 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 uh uh, clear about clear about that but but that wrestling with on the one hand you want to uh transcend philosophy you know there's there's the poverty of, of 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 philosophy um, mm. but on the other hand how how do you do that to, towards what like at, at, at mm. its was a sort of used the word empiricism before a vulgar mm. empiricism you know so often turns into just a, an apology for for what is for for what mm. for what exists it's incompatible mm. with talking about revolution as well as something mm. abs, as abstract as capital but in your in what you mm. said before i was really interested because maybe it's it's most sort of um Bad, you reading coming coming through. Mm-hmm. This is an over interpretation, but I think one of the things mm-hmm. the novel is is really good at is showing the fact that for for, for Marx philosophy isn't a- autonomous; that it's something uh, it conditioned. And mm-hmm. and I was thinking just the other the night actually. Thinking about some of the se- the sections about particularly Jenny and her mm. her kind of um, erotic ad- adventure mm. with this, uh, mm. this like um, um, English English soldier that that yeah. you've kind of you've kind of got a portrait of his thought being conditioned by the four baduian conditions right there's there's right. science right and there's mm. but there's also but there's o- also art politics and and love mm. and these are mm. things he he doesn't. Uh, proposed to Prescribe like like the philosopher mm-hmm. doesn't sort of give ex cathedra orders in this context. Mm-hmm. This leads to some mm-hmm. scenes of some of his political arguments with with comrades. A, 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 a quite triumphant scene with uh, oh, what's that guy's he, Heinz? Yeah, Heinz. Yeah, yeah. That um,
1: was I mean that was made up. I don't, I don't actually I don't think Heinzen was ever in the Communist League. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. But yeah, that was just um, uh, <laughs> every everyone always everyone always talks about his rivalry. Village, right? Village and Chappa. So I thought I'll forget that. Okay, let's make it Heinz. So that was, that was yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, the triumphant scene with Heinzen, right, yeah, yeah,
0: the tri- triumphant scene with with Heinzel, which I I sort of read. I I don't know the agreement, but but part of it is he's he's arguing against all of these sort of opportunists who, who want to lead a, a a movement. You know, but yeah. he's got this this theory about his own generation of of. Ooh. Um, Maoists who became renegades like as soon as right. they realized that there wasn't going to be they, they couldn't be heads of an imminent revolution that they couldn't be the the leaders of something and Marx is kind of saying to, to Heinz and the others of of like no we're, we're, we're not um, prescribing to politics right politics like okay. love has you know follows its own strange mm-hmm. trajectories and we, we have to uh, to try and uh, think that, we have to respond mm-hmm. to that in, in, in thought and through writing, right, right. but we don't give a, a philosophy of it in, in some old normative sense of... No. Yeah,
1: we're, we're we're adapting to nature basically. I mean, There's, right. that, kind of, there's that letter I think that Engels wrote. I think it's. I, I think I was kind of paraphrasing from a letter that. um okay. Ah, I think okay. it's a little bit like. Yeah, there's a letter that Engels. This 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 turns up if you read that section. I I won't be able to. Um, it's in part one of the novel, but I won't be able to. It's. I think it's 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 part of a kind of. Um, part of the narrative just before he arrives at the red lion to have the showdown with Heinz and right. Okay. And so he's kind of saying, you know, we don't, we don't need, you know, we need scientists. We don't need bloody, um, um, uh, you know, profits. Uh, you know, we, we we need sort of scientists. I don't can't remember, exact, exact, can't remember exactly 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 the the phrase now. But yeah, but but yeah, basically we need to adapt to the revolutionary movement. We're not there as as kind of um, as leaders. Yes, know, we're we're, to, we're there to adapt to the river. And yeah, and so there's this kind of and that's that's kind of paraphrased from a letter I think that, that or an exchange between him and Engels where where they basically they're basically parroting each other, agreeing with each other. Yeah, that this is this is. Is really the time for um you know to to adapt rather than as you as you say than to um um than to, than to direct yeah you know um but yeah in that sense i suppose you you're right there's a, the, there is that kind of um internal logic to um to, to 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 something like politics or to to love even you know where you are just kind of you kind of maybe you know you, well, i don't know you submit to it right i, I, yes. I guess the the um but kind of don't know you're submitting to it. I mean, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't. This is the thing, isn't He doesn't quite. He doesn't quite, um, quite realise the extent to which he's uh, subject to truth, right? That's the yes. thing. Yes. So I think the Badarian interpretation, yeah, it wasn't kind. It wasn't something that I was. That I was aiming for, but yeah, those those sort of influences I think come out in the novel um, quite a lot. And yeah, you're, it's interesting that you should mention the four conditions because I wasn't really. I wasn't aware of that. Um, Although there's, there's one, I think you've, you, you already identified in, in our earlier exchange, our email exchange. There's a kind of moment where he's talking about Keplerian orbits. And then then there's also a kind of the, the, the famous, um, um, the sonnets that that he, he wrote for, 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 for Jenny, you know, so there's that, there's that kind of, yeah, I think I can't remember exactly, but I have the book in front of me. I could probably find it. Um, yeah, I think it's chapter twenty-two, isn't it? Where he's basically saying um, a declaration of love. A declaration of love was no less true than the transcendental number. Uh, Jenny would never yes. read his novel, know of his existence, uh, know of its existence, since gravity would soon be ripping the earth to shreds. But nonetheless, it needed saying. And then there's a kind of quote from his his love poem. Um, to 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 Jenny. So yeah, that that definitely that 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 was there. actually I wasn't even aware of that until you until you mentioned oh. it. But but sure, you know, love is a kind of uh, is a, is a declaration which is no less stupid or no less um no less irrelevant than a kind of mathematical I Mrs. Mean, kind of Bad use, um uh voice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you, yeah, you. Co- I mean, I, that particular passage did strike me because you're comparing. You know, some something that things that things that are both real in one sense, but have a a funny ontological status given the state of the situation. Like things that trouble oh. people with their with their right. potential inexistence, unless yeah. you're a mathematician, sort of working through the problem of of the transcendental numbers or imaginary numbers, right. or right. if you're right. in love, right? Like from the outside, yeah. it's like, uh, well. Yeah you know you've started hanging out with this person a lot presumably there's there's sex but the the love Mm -hmm. thing is is this fragile um inexistent thing uh, from the perspective of the the
1: empiricist i suppose Mm -hmm. From from the perspective of the empiricist exactly and i don't know really if um, I mean, a lot of those moments you know, are kind of Armageddon moments for him, aren't they? I mean, that, that's right. kind of how, you know, the, and the, the whole thing becomes, you know, the, the, this kind of Armageddon moment, which is, which is, I think that was the important thing with, and that's why I really wanted. And this is something I was conscious of with the train, right? Um, I mean, the, the train is a really important kind of um, theme and, and the already moving train. You know, and, yes. and it's precisely that kind of fact that he's, you know, he's he's never just boarding the train. It's always at this moment of of um, uh, well, it is a it is a constant kind of figure of crisis and 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 imminent and impending kind of doom, right? The, the, the train, it's kind of um, its appearance. I mean, it always appears at moments of, but then, but then that's all there is. <laughs> you know, he 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 can never get off. That's the whole point, right? Um. This is the whole kind of this is the whole weird thing about the way that the train is used as a metaphor in in sort of um, I don't know 19th century fiction, but in but in kind of um, you know in 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 sort of what what can we say is in the kind of more recent theory. I mean, the the way that the train is used is is bafflingly stupid. I think because the whole point (laughs) is it doesn't. You know, I mean, speed is relative, right? (laughs) Yeah, so the whole idea with, you know, the acceleration, of course, is, is a really important concept. But, um, you know, the whole point with Marx is that it's um, it's an already moving train. It's not like a train which is necessarily, um, you know, which is kind of uh, uh, speeding up or slowing down. I mean, that's interesting. But um, uh, yeah, the, the, the already moving train, I think, was was kind of um, the important thing.
0: OK, this is this is really interesting because, yeah, the, I mean, the tra- as you say, the train appears a, a lot in the novel, often in these sort of hallucinatory, like even mm-hmm. moments of psychotic break. Like there's, there's yes. his son's toy, which he, he, he pawns and there's a moment where he has this... Uh, uh, on first witnessing the the model train this this kind of breakdown and there's another yeah. i think there's a, a sex scene with a, a very right. comic one with with uh helen with with his his right. uh, uh a servant that also puts him like turns into another surreal um, connection to the train i think there's one bit i, I don't know you the, there's a the self-conscious conscious uh benjamin illusion mm. but where you you, you yes. have him think about the the uh pulling the emergency brake right, yes. and and and, yep. and and this is often yeah uh connected to imagery of of crisis and even um a, yes. apocalypse yeah what were yeah. you thinking that apart from i think mocking uh any uh notion of of progress like a teleological yeah. vision yeah. of of marx like your marx definitely does not have such a a, a, a bourgeois vision vision of progress but but mm-hmm. w- 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 what were you thinking with with train and and kind of meltdown or or imminent yeah well, i
1: think i was it was a kind of um it, you're right it was more informed by a, a kind of um uh, an attempt to kind of lampoon uh, a lot of the train metaphors, you know. The, this, I mean, in in the scene where he he goes for the emergency brake, right? He go he goes to pull it, and there's a there's a label attached, which which basically reads, "There is no emergency brake <laughs> train." <laughs> so, so you know, the, it was kind of this whole di- whole whole idea of of um, you know, let's slow down, let's kind of you know, let's the the the, the, the antidote to the kind of um, to acceleration is that we just well we, we just slow down right we go less fast and that that would be that would be a good solution wouldn't it surely so yeah it was the kind of yeah i mean the whole idea with the train really i think is um that mark this now this gets a little bit probably too philosophical especially for me uh, i mean what i was aiming at there i think was Mark, you know the, the historical materialism, the science of history, is a 19th century invention. It doesn't really, you know, the, the whole idea of a science. I mean, his idea of science doesn't really make it into the 20th century. It doesn't really get to Einstein. No, you know, no. He, the, the whole idea and the whole the reading of 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 Marx, right by Althusser, is that you know Marx does for social history what Darwin does for natural history. Yes, but it's it pre-Einstein continent like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't make it into. Uh, it doesn't make it as far as the theory of general relativity, and it doesn't make it as far as quantum mechanics, and it doesn't. It doesn't actually. So this has always been my kind of take on historical materialism. Okay, it's a science, but it's you know it's still tied to a kind of old-fashioned or nineteenth-century or idea of movement and determinism and causality especially movement. I mean, the whole, the whole, thing, of, the whole thing with movement um, that you get these days, it's quite ironic how people are still using this idea of movement as some kind of progressive political trope, right? You know, the, the, you know like it's, it, but it's a completely anarcho-syndicalist idea. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, actually, that the idea that movement is in and of itself a kind of progressive idea. You know because it's tied to the whole teleological idea of we are traveling from the past to the pro I mean, okay, oh, we're moving, yeah, yeah, we, we are moving, obviously, but 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 movement can go in different directions, yes, right? sure. Yeah. Um, that's pretty basic, um, um, physics, it is.
0: yeah. Whereas, it? Yeah. So yeah. The, the which is why the the progress thing looks like. I mean, this has been said by some very Conservative thinkers, but but I I don't know if I think of uh, progressive tropes in a, or metaphors in American liberalism, mm. it it can really sound like you know uh, semi secularized uh, uh, um, Protestant eschatology or or, or, yeah. or, or or something you know at yeah. at, at, at at best, and, and mm. yeah, you seem to be mocking that as well as. Uh, what you were saying about slowness any sort of a narco mm. primitivist yeah like let's let's get off the train it's all kind get of off the train. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah awful yeah, and we great could, idea, yeah. yeah we could have medieval <laughs> guilds or or like localism and locally yeah. sourced vegetables and stuff and yeah your you Marx has <laughs> has no <laughs> no time for for any of for, for any no. of that because because there's no choice like there's no emergency there's no, no. um uh, there's no.
1: Uh, well, we're all falling through space, right? I mean, there are plenty of times in the novel where I try to get get to this, I and mean, using Dante as as a kind of ironic com commentary on that. But you know, there's 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 we are all falling, in, and, and you know, and if if we're not on the train, that we're still falling, um, and, and uh, we're still falling I- I through space. So there's this, yeah, there's this kind of crazy uh, as you say anarcho-syndicalist sort of 19th century use of of, uh, of movement and understanding of what the real movement is um, yeah it's it's quite weird i mean there's this i mean of course you have momentum right the labor party new sort of youth they chose the interesting that they chose the word momentum yes uh, you know when they might have chosen sort of another um uh, word, but they used the word momentum and um, yeah, it's just balmy, isn't it? I mean it's just a ridiculous image.
0: We've also uh, become very uh, like like a lot of neoliberal corporate language uses that now right. like like those kind of movement yeah, yeah. tropes and like we're, we're yeah, being yeah. disruptive and agile yeah, and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah propelling yeah. ourselves into the fe- it's like what <laughs> future you know why would that be
1: good or <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely yeah uh there's, absolutely. uh
0: there's there's something that yeah there's something that that remind me of that I wanted to to ask you um picking up on some of these Metaphor. So there's a, oh, it was, it was the, yeah, so two things. One, the, the, yeah, there are Dante passages, Marx often um, quotes Dante and, uh, mm. you know, fantasizes about, you know, reflects on which circle of, of hell he's in or an annoying acquaintance is in. But, mm. but also thinking that image of free fall is a sort of Miltonic, like, yeah. like, you know, when they build, the, the devils build, pandemonium over an yeah. a, an abyss so it's infinitely <laughs> fa- falling and i was thinking that there's quite a lot of uh it, london is quite uh i i can't imagine it wasn't self-conscious it, mm. infernal at times even though it's also mm. there's a sort of rambunctious charming uh mm. you know quality to all of these um revolutionaries and emigres meeting Mm. in pubs and drinking Mm. and so forth but infernal london but was uh, this is the thing i wanted to ask you about particularly Mm. with regards to something like uh something i know you're interested in in ecology you often Mm -hmm. in in the novel there's lots of depictions of a kind of um not a a sentimental romantic kind but but of the Mm. a kind of transformation of, and and maybe... Ah, that would be too humanist, but violation of the of the natural environment. Um, yeah, yeah. it's very it's yeah, very yeah. vivid in the book, and that seems deliberate to me. Can you say a bit about what you were yeah, thinking yeah. with that?
1: Yeah, that's interesting, Brian. Yeah, look, I hadn't read that book by Andreas Malm at, at the time of writing. Actually, I've I've, I've right. only very recently got got to um, got in, got in contact with him, and he say, he sounds you know he's a really lovely guy, and his book is. Is great fossil capital, but I hadn't even read that. This is the crazy thing. I had not even read that book um, when I was writing, and I've only just very recently read it. But no, I think that there's there's a there's a kind of um, a a coincidental kind of. Uh, debt, if you like, or or, or reference to to Marm's book where, you know, he's taught... I mean, so it's not, from my point of view, it's not any kind of romantic attachment or or anything like that. Um, But but it's this distinction that Marm makes between the kind of... Um, you know, the abstract forms of power and the concrete forms of power, so you know the kind of con- con- or energy I should say the the concrete energy is kind of you know where you'd have um you know water wheels and mills, you know water mills, so you you know you you or you know you basically you have to go to the river right and build um the um you know your power station if you like on the banks of the river and of course the river you could okay you could change the 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 course of the river but essentially you don't control the level of the river you don't control the flow of the river you don't control the seasons which determine the you know whether the river's frozen or whatever so you you have this energy source but you are constrained by uh, the um, the the geography and the ecology, basically um in 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 building your power station, whereas of course, with fossil capital and and with the fossil power stations, they um the capitalists build the power stations in cities and and basically wherever the hell they want, wherever they have a ready supply of 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 uh, of wage labor. so that so so it's this kind of distinction you get between. So again, it doesn't have to be a kind of romantic interpretation. You could, I no, think no. you can, you can interpret it purely in those terms that you know what capitalism and what the inferno has done is it has it has succeeded in marshaling whole populations of people into hell, right? Yes. So you've said so this is the whole thing with the city and 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 the, and the idea of of the city as an inferno and the city and, and the city as you know as, as having the the, the, the numbered um, uh, circles of hell so yeah i wanted to kind of i mean this was basically the dante was my reference for it but it kind of relates to what andrew's mom is is talking about this distinction between the abstract and the concrete forms of um of uh of capital and of energy i suppose you know
0: Right, yeah, I. Uh, um, that's. Uh, I'm very glad you you explained that, because I, I, uh, for my sins, I haven't read Andreas. <laughs> well, I, had,
1: I hadn't, had He's I, really worth. I hadn't. I must. For my sins, I hadn't. I'd heard of him, but I hadn't until about. Uh, about about six months ago, I hadn't come across um, the book, and I and I remember reading. I think, why the hell didn't I bloody read this before I wrote <laughs> the novel? You know, it, w- it probably would have been a lot easier. But but yeah, it was just a kind of weird coincidence because when I I had this exchange with him, he said, "Yeah, oh cr- God, you know, I love the 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 bits where you're." do it talking about steam power and, 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 you know, and I felt like almost like I was obliged to lie to him and said, yeah, that was inspired by your book. But it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't at all. It had nothing to do with his book. I hadn't even read his book, but yeah, he, he, having read his book now, I realized that, that um, it's, it's a great book and, and I concur with his kind of um, with, 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 with this idea that, you know, you know, no capitalism without coal and vice versa. Right um it's it's quite scary actually this whole kind of political ecology when you think about it in those terms you know there is not there is no chance of of um of exiting coal unless you're going to exit capitalism
0: yeah i i think i think that's become in increasingly clear from the the parlous ecological situation that that that, that, yeah that that that, that there is as you say there's no exit from the one without the other i mean it's it's funny that that you hadn't red mom i mean maybe uh mm-hmm. sort of uh, freudian terms i, I want to make a uh you know possibly sophistical case for the for the possibility of retroactive causality operating yes you know um <laughs> I, but, I it. Yeah, yeah. but especially because it seems like when you talk about the the ecology of the city i think a lot of readers would be struck by a very very early scene possibly the first scene where where marx um it comes into contact with uh, what turns out to be this monstrous uh algae uh sort of lovecraftian creature that's yeah. been produced true, true. by um by the 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 infernal engines of of mm-hmm. Lambeth, and and mm-hmm. it, it seemed to me that you're making uh, in that passage a sort of analogy between that and forms of i don't know uh proletarianization like like the mm-hmm. the capital you know uh produces all of these like hitherto unimagined species and all of these things sort of clinging to to life but also new things springing up like often in terrible conditions but that could could yeah. not have been predicted by any um, yeah. you know uh, discourse of political economy or from philosophical first principles or whatever that this is one of the things that the right. marxist has to deal with is 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 these kind of ecological consequences not just in terms of devastation but of of new forms of of life and and relation maybe dictated by the capital form in the same way that mm. that you know the factories are going to produce new. Um, sorry, this is a, maybe a strange image to record. Have you seen mm. um, that Werner Herzog uh documentary on the uh, Lascaux caves? Caves of forgotten. Oh trees. yeah, yeah, I oh, did, I, I, did.
1: I did. That was that was a fairly recent one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah fairly recent. But, yeah, but you remember the the ending of
0: that of that film where he ends with these mm. albino crocodiles in the face of a, a nuclear oh, power yeah. station and asked, yeah you know, but but what would the crocodiles think if they could see oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Know, if they could see the yeah. fucking cave paintings and...
1: yeah i'd forgotten about <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um
0: yeah, yeah. but the, the algae scene is is somewhat like like that to me it's it's like right, it's right, like right. production of of new fo- I, I don't know whether whether you think um even vaguely on the on the right track but was there a a, a conscious analogy going on between between the the uh, ecological effects of the of the factories mm-hmm. and the sort of urban e- ecology of London in relation to the the flows of commodities or...
1: yeah, I yeah that's interesting you, you should mention that I, do, I don't recall that actually I don't recall having having been kind of I mean I refer a lot to the um to the like the creatures, right? And the first part of the book is called yeah. Creatures of the Bog. So yeah, I think yeah, I just wanted it to kind of more I wanted it to be more a kind of reference to the sort of Yeah, Mark's Mark's kind of coming out of, of his shell, if you like, and and um and yeah, and there is this kind of progression in terms of the way I um the way I sort of depict Marx and the way I tell his story from this early kind of hands-on, um, you know, field worker, you know, who who feels he has to kind of of course he he doesn't succeed i mean there's he doesn't really have know a, 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 an encounter with a worker in the entire no. um, <laughs> in, the, in the entire in the entire book right i mean there's not there's a couple of uh, maybe just just glancing encounters that he has with workers but he never really has a successful encounter so you know so but there's this early you know kind of um you know, field worker, and and uh, I think it was more to do with that. It was it was really to do, I think, more with with Mark's coming out of his shell, and um, uh, and then it suddenly dawning on him at some point that that um, that there was no real, there was no truth in the stuff and the mud and the blood and the and the and the kind of entrails. Yeah, there, was, there was there was as much truth in that as there – as there was in, um, you know, a little, a little toy train, you know, and it, so it and that, that's, I think, what sends Marx um, delirious, you know, and 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 makes him sort of fanatical, is it suddenly being confronted with the idea that the infinitesimal is not nonsensical, you know, it's it's, it's there's there's no getting to the bottom of this problem, and I think, and actually it was interesting. I may be Maybe jumping, jumping the gums down slightly down and, down. And, and jumping over your question, but this was something that we that we talked about with uh, in London the other day. I did this um, book event with like Alberto, and he was yes. saying that what he kind of found interesting about it was precisely that he's that he's you know intensely um, uh, wedded to, to kind of solving this this problem, and he's going through all of this you know, all of this mathematical kind of, um, he's having this kind of ma- mathematical Eureka and he's going, you know, he's going to the extent that he's writing it on the walls, you know, he's writing, you mm. know, he's using the wall, pa- he doesn't have enough paper left. So he starts writing equations on the walls. And then, so he's going through all this kind of, um, all this turmoil. Uh, but then suddenly the book just arrives, you know, and the, the, he actually gets the book in the post and it's almost as if that was the only way he was ever going to finish this? Was this through this kind of event, right? Yes. It was something that was completely out of his control. Had no, you know, had, he couldn't see it coming. He just gets home one day and he gets this thing through the post. And hey presto, it's it's. Ca- I and mean, that was really the only way, uh, I think, in in terms of the narrative that you would you would kind of, you know, that Marx would complete his his. Um, his book. I've kind of strayed off the point a little bit there, but do you see what I mean? I kind of, I wanted the shape of it to start with the, the, the kind of creatures and the algae and then, you know, and, 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 you know, he just goes through this kind of, he has this sort of turmoil and, and, um, you know, where he is actually kind of communing with nature and, and, um, you know, sort of selling all his clothes and all their possessions and, and um and, and and you know going through hell basically you know quite literally going through hell and then uh, you know and the, the way out is essentially a kind of act of of complete chance it's the book just arrives yeah like the possibly
0: like the uh, revolutionary events and 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 so forth did, did <laughs> let's talk a bit about the the mathematics i mean, I mean mm. as much as they're you know like available online and so forth uh, mm. not many well actually i have no idea how many people but i have not for example read uh, marx's mathematical mm. manuscripts but but mm. what made you you uh, give such centrality to this aspect mm. and 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 particularly the the calculus like he seemed, he mentioned mm. in he mm. really seems to be trying to i mean solve a, a problem that i'm showing my ignorance a, a bit here mm. but that mm. i think won't be solved properly until well it, late 19th century kind of developments in the in the sure. in the calculus that he doesn't have access to like doesn't that old, access
1: to i mean 17th it, it, well, century. It's, yeah it's there i mean it's there in in 1858 he, there's a there's a famous letter that that he um he writes to engels which is basically saying you know god i've, I've God, I, I better get i better i better do my calculus calc- you know i, I, <laughs> I, I think i'm quite sure he meant even mentions calculus but he says my algebra is, is yes is severely lacking i need to get i need to go back to basic arithmetic and and um, and master this and then i don't think there's any other i don't think there's any other reference to it although there might be i i, I think there probably is in a, a couple of um scattered um uh, references to it but then of course it's it's something that he kind of puts down until after the publication of Capital and it's not until uh, the late 1870s that he kind of goes back to it but for me it was always you know I, I tried to imagine it always having been an issue um, and this is how I kind of constructed the, the narrative I, I, I imagined it as always being an issue that was kind of um, it was a very kind of Marxist problem and a, and a very kind of Marxist question, you know, the idea of the infinitesimal, you know, because essentially with the infinitesimal you have a quantity um, which is so uh, what what a, a quantity which which uh, approaches zero, right, uh, without being zero. So a quantity which is so small, so discrete that we can't actually. Um, measure it but at the same time not it does not equal zero which of course is ridiculous right when we actually think about it um uh, what could that very small quantity be um so this is this is kind of so i thought okay that's an interesting kind of marxist question um and how might he have so the whole that the novel is, is all about s- sort of speculating and, and exploring how might he have responded to that um, how might that have um, to sort of have manifest itself in his behavior, in his method, in his in his entire life? Um, but in terms of the actual uh the terms of the actual kind of mathematics themselves, I mean, yeah, I mean, he gets he what he's trying to do is he's trying to model um, uh, economic cycles, yeah um now of course he was he wasn't interested in i mean in the um in the novel i have him kind of you know using graphs he's there in the pub with engels and he's kind of plotting a graph plotting a cart you know plotting cartesian coordinates and saying involving a train (laughs) involving a train exactly imagine this is the train it's going up the hill and so on and so forth um but yeah the the idea was and I, this is what Marx actually talks about in his mathematical manuscripts he's saying look how c- is it possible for me to using um using calculus to plot um a kind of graph which is kind which is in some how you know is is it can't be imagined actually which or, or, to try to imagine a, a graph as a period of time into the future which which is not you know based on a certain momentum and a certain you know okay so we have certain values but we need to plot it further than than that we need to plot it sort of five years or ten years into the future so we have we have all these kind of unknown variables um and um yeah the 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 response that he got back from it wasn't Engels. it was um I'm just trying to think of the name of his um trying to think of the name of of marx's uh he lived in manchester one of marx's interlocutors who taught? I think he actually taught mathematics at Cambridge. I can't remember his name now. But basically, yeah, the, he he said, look, no, the, the, this is a, this this this. Uh, I can't help you with this. I, I don't think I don't think it's possible um, because there are just too many unknown variables. Um, but Marx was trying to 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 um, to devise a kind of uh, I don't know if you could call it an algorithm actually, but he was trying to devise a way of precisely plotting. Um, you know, economic cycles with that with that degree of kind of accuracy, and you know, calculus was his was his way of of trying to do it. Um, Charles Moore was it? I can't remember the guy's name. Huh. Uh, I'm maybe.
0: Not sure. I'm not sure. There's there's a number of interesting things about this. So so yeah, differential equations are are mm. you know almost. <laughs> Characters in the novel that are very important right, yeah. in the early in the early parts, and and you have Marx reacting with like furious uh, indignation to the problems of mm-hmm. infinitesimals, oh, e- Engels who's very suave is more, um, you know, <laughs> yes. um, dismissive and you know it's like okay more if you know if you know, yes. that, <laughs> that seems impossible but you, yeah, you yeah. go nuts man like you you, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yes, you try yeah. and solve this but. Um, but on the other hand, I'm thinking th- one of the effects it has uh, throughout the novel there's, there's this moving between the levels of the sensuous and and levels of of models of of, mm. of the formal and the theoretical, like right. a bit like um, yeah, there's this this famous beginning to like Musil's uh, Man Without Qualities, where where it mm. all it's it's all talks about barometric pressure and yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's scene setting, but it's all done in this scientific discourse and i think a number of characters not just Marx, like jenny will will go from some uh straightforward uh centrist situation but they'll but they'll also have in their heads and it often comes out in their speech uh mm. some kind of theoretical model like be it mm. a, a differential equation or mm. or quoting from the the manifesto in in mm. in like to get through an awkward quite it's, it seems interesting to me that mm. that 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 you right. both right. uh sort of th- there's there's comic elements to this disparity between the level of the theoretical model and and harsh sensuous right. reality but there's also yeah. uh, it seems to me a kind of affirmation of of that that those that those theoretical elements belong in this reality as much as mm. um you know sexual Desire, or or the problem right. of how you get dinner, or a bath, or right. some right. dumplings, or right. Yeah. Um, so 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 you, you, you yeah, that's that's something you're you're um, uh, balancing very delicately. Is it like mm-hmm. uh, you know the the madness of the of the theorist, right? Mm-hmm. Like like looking at the the in the clouds being laughed at by the Thracian maid, but also the fact yep. that yep. that he or she is is right in a sense that 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 you, mm-hmm. you you have to again contrary the empiricist like if if you don't model reality if you don't go through the abstracts you've got no purchase on it there's there's a sort of dialectic of those things yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i mean with with the yeah i don't know how to respond how to respond really i'm i'm agreeing with you I, this is fascinating this is not necessarily something i i, I was really conscious of i suppose with um with Jenny, where she's kind of um where she becomes the kind of mouthpiece for um you know, or she suddenly quotes at length uh, a section from the 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 Communist Manifesto without yeah. knowing what it is. I mean, the stuff like that. I suppose it has a kind of um, Dennis Potter uh, sort of quality. Uh, yeah, right. It. You know, that's yeah, absolutely. I would, I would definitely, I, I would. That, that's that's that, that would be that would be a wonderful. Um, um, thing, if it, it, yeah, I, I mean that, that's it's kind of like that, isn't it? Where you where you sort of have these these moments of madness where someone is someone becomes a mouthpiece for his own theories, you know, and and with it, you know it just becomes a, a mouthpiece. I mean, it's, it's like something like you know Dennis Potter or or um, or uh, um, yeah, um, what, what can I say? It, it, it becomes this sort of surreal. Uh, ecstatic moment. I mean, I think with with um, you know, like Beckett or something, right? So you just right, have the right. kind of you just you know you just have the mouth or something, which, which, which is which, which that's it. I mean, it it is it's just becomes a vehicle for his uh, for, for the inner workings of his mind, right? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I I I, def- I definitely identify with that idea. I mean, it, it's it's um, with Jenny, I suppose it was more that she was becoming the, the kind of living embodiment of his theory. Um, she was no longer kind of, um, I mean, in his eyes, right? I mean, she was completely oblivious, oblivious to it and, and wasn't remotely interested in it. Um, but the kind of uh, the thing I wanted to do was to, to kind of explore what um, being a communist would actually mean for that family um and so yeah he he she you know he kind of she becomes transformed into exactly what he's what he's trying to imagine you know she becomes the kind of living embodiment of that and um you know she becomes the kind of the the the, the demonstration of his of his proof you know and it, it's um and um yeah, if you want to kind of, if you want to, if you want to be a communist, then sure, you, you can write about it, or you can actually live like one, right? And um, I think that's the kind of um, that's that kind of goes to the heart of their relationship, actually. If if he's gonna if he's gonna write about communism, then he needs to kind of um, be prepared to live the kind of uh, consequences of that.
0: Which, as you say, she she does. Um, yeah, she, she's yeah. really central, very very uh, attractive character mm-hmm. um, in the novel. Very very uh, central. I I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think a few biographies have been written of her, but but mm-hmm. your your portrait of her is 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 really um, extraordinary. She,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know. She seems uh, on the the one hand uh, at the beginning. She's there's there's a certain uh um detachment like she she loves him but he's mm. he's you know t- terribly d- d- neglectful <laughs> in, yeah. In, yeah. It, you you could argue her, um mm. Helene the, the the Helene is always always on at him about about um, how bad he is at providing for the for the family and then mm. of course she 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 has this affair and and there's a part mm. where you know she's the former uh, baroness von Westphalen she seems mm. you know to to want um, like like she you you have a, a looking in 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 shop windows and and mm. wanting to have have all of these these kind of commodities and and mm. dresses mm. and the accoutrements mm. of wealth. But on the other hand, y- yeah, you you portrait she is your your kind of portrait of the of the revolutionary. It's a very very, um, ironic uh, affirmative moment of of the novel. Like I think she she mm. represents like a. Uh, you know a transition to something like a, a human being uh, under communism or, 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 or something like
1: that yeah I, well i think the com- the thing with the commodities yeah I, I wasn't so much um i don't know that there's a scene where yeah she's kind of as you say she's kind of running around the shops and, and her and helen are going and 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 um you know sampling liquor you know in a store yes. yeah I just think that that yeah I wanted to sort of make it just slightly anarchic, right? That she just does whatever she fancies doing she does. And, and that this this was kind of this was communism. I mean this is the kind yeah. of tyranny and the terror that 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 Marx um in the kind of um well, not necessarily the, the, the tyranny or the terror, but but for him, it represents a certain terror, doesn't it, of a, of a fully emancipated woman who yes. um, is actually, um, you know, is a is a real proletarian woman. Actually, she's completely set free from the kind of the um, the, the the sort of um, the conventions of bourgeois marriage, and, and yes. uh, so she 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 goes. She has this kind of proletarian moment, if you like, where she sort of just. Packs her things and just leaves, you know, go, goes off to the coast with her with her daughters and and the and the um the army lieutenant, you know, she just fancies uh, doing that and she does it. But yeah, so I definitely wanted her to be that kind of um ungrasp ungraspable and and slightly um um uh, yeah wayward. Let's say element in in the novel that that she was just um, something that he couldn't really fathom and and certainly couldn't control. I mean, as you say in all the biographies, that's not that's not the picture we get of Jenny at all. I mean, she is basically there all the time. You know, she's the only one that can that can read and can transcribe his his um, his notes and um, and uh, you know, she's the kind of um, the kind of devoted uh husband who kind of suffered suffers for she's a devote, sorry, she's a devoted wife who kind of suffers for her husband's infidelities and um so i didn't I didn't want to go into that because I thought it wouldn't really give. It would it would kind of kill the drama stone dead if they were just a happily married couple. Um, yes. So yeah, it was precisely that trying to explore. Okay, again, coming back to the, the point I was making before, you know, how to explore the implications of what Marx is actually doing uh, in his own life, in his own practice, rather than um, you know having this kind of airbrushed um, picture of their of their relationship, which of course was probably completely wrong anyway. I mean, we 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 know that the daughters um got rid of a lot of compromising letters uh we know that, you know we, we pretty much know that, that those that those compromising letters would have been destroyed um so you know the idea is to sort of go behind that to try and get behind that um airbrushed um uh kind of family portrait um and to get into the kind of um the, you know get into the kind of mechanics of of how their relationship might have actually worked
0: yeah, there's there's a really in in terms, in terms of her it, uh, embodying this kind of uh, like anarchic freedom and. Mm. and uh, and and so forth, but 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 also as you're saying, living out his his theories. There's a some of the, the most beautiful, I think, poignant mm. passages of the novel are when she's mm. in in Brighton with mm. the lieutenant, and mm. um, that there, there's there's a remarkable. I think Nina Power mentioned this in her mm. review mm. um reflection on. I mean, we we know the the passage on the the, the working day in the first mm-hmm. of capital, mm-hmm. but there's this remarkable mm. reflection on on time you know that <clears throat> communism is free time mm-hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. else and what would it be if we were emancipated mm-hmm. by from time and she, she yeah. loses yeah. days while she's with the lieutenant yeah. yeah. and lives yeah. in this yeah. heightened kind of non-hectic
1: right. yeah
0: sort of I, I don't know the evocations of uh, for me anyway of like priest mm-hmm. in Bolbeck and so forth and really, really yeah i think there was passage. a bit of
1: that yeah I, tro- I i i think i think that was in my mind definitely yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, but, yeah. But that seems um, uh, that that also seems quite quite deliberate to, to me that that um, you know okay if what would what would life and time be like emancipated from from capitalism and you have, mm. hear her kind of reflect on this but also mm. uh, live out a, 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 a sort of um, prototype of it in, in, mm. in these yeah. in these brief, in these mm. in these brief days i, I hope you yeah mm. i think you should be very uh uh proud of those passages jason yeah thanks i did enjoy i,
1: I did enjoy that, that writing that aspect to it because that that whole kind of um detour if you want or diversion into 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 jenny's life what wasn't really that was something that that i that i that i kind of wrote wrote in not late in but but it, it wasn't in the original draft of the of the screenplay that i was working on i mean I, I didn't have that at all and i just felt that it need although it's obviously not a novel about jenny or even about mark's relationship with jenny i, I really felt that that we needed to know something about his um his demons you know and, and 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 so it kind of fitted that aspect of his family drama you know that you needed to know something about his wife yes. um, because it obviously would explain quite a lot um in terms of of what he was trying to achieve, and so yeah, no, no, thanks for your comments, I really appreciate that yeah that that was um you know, I enjoyed that a lot that that that, that kind of um that character I think it's a I think it's a really good character, I think it's probably the yeah. most successful character in the in the novel I mean you know, I mean Helen doesn't get a lot a lot to say, but I think that was probably the character that I kind of i had to sort of work hardest to 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 um on and, and to you know to bring to life and uh, yeah i think she's um i like that character i think that's it yeah. kind of reminds me of of certain women that i've <laughs> known you know so there's, a sort of, there's a bit of me in that but yeah definitely uh she's sexy i mean it's a sexy woman it, it, it's definitely got she's got something happening there and um you know she's obviously got her own demons and um uh but yeah that was that, that that was an essential character she she had to be in it and with with the time thing um yeah i mean also and also, there's a reference to German ideology, right? As well, where, where she talks about, um, you know, we should all be uh, essentially free to, you know, hunt in the morning and, 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 and you know, and discourse fish in the afternoon, fishing the afternoon, yeah, so, yeah, which is something yeah. like that, yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that kind of stuff in there as well, which which I we thought was was worth throwing in, although it's perhaps not exactly. Um, um, a question of of losing time. It's probably quite the opposite in the, the the context in which they wrote it. It was probably more to do with the way sort of labour is actually organised rather than losing uh, losing time. But yeah, but there's an interesting question there, isn't there? Precisely about if you you know if you lose time in the way she imagines, do we become more or less um, Social, I mean, society is a huge word, right? For for Marx, I mean, the extent to which we um, lose our social organisation through losing time, and, yes, um, is a kind of question which I think the German ideology would have something to say about. Um, I must admit, I'm not someone who is, um, I'm not someone who is very kind of. Um, persuaded by um um a lot of the um uh, i mean i hear this phrase quite a lot luxury communism oh yeah uh, yeah which i which which sort of depresses me a little bit and, and con- <laughs> it confuses me uh, whether communism is 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 luxury or not is is um i would um suspect not right uh, I don't think it's really a question of luxury. I think at some level, you know, the question of, I mean, this, for example, this stuff like, you know, the difference between necessary labor and surplus labor, you know, which, which, you know, which, which is very, very um, sort of, is a very minor kind of couple of lines in the Grundrisse, right? And, you know, this whole, this whole, this thing to do with machine, Machine labor as well, and which, of course, you know, Hart and Negri are really responsible for having resuscitated. Where, in fact, it's only a couple of lines in uh, twenty lines or something like that in a, in a huge manuscript, which is itself, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of part of his notes for Capital, right? I mean, it's part of part. It's part of his kind of of his of his greater. Uh, project, if you like. and um you know the the idea that um, you know that we can reduce all all labor to you know necessary labor through machines and uh, essentially that we can have the rest of the time off. Um, I think really the 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 key question for marx is um, it, it's more to, i think i would I would tend more towards the german ide- ideology as um as a kind of explanation of um you know social labor and and um you know i think in the german ideology it's 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 more a question of of not how do we reduce you know surplus labor and 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 so forth it's it's more a question of um how we organize labor collectively um it, it, you know, rather than kind of doing away with surplus labour and 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 getting to a point where where the only labour being done is necessary labour, I don't really think that's the question. Um, I would I would think, um, and I certainly don't go in for all this kind of nonsense that's being written about the kind of, um, you know, about machines and the way that, that AI is going to, you know, is, is going to completely revolutionise and and our lives and usher in a, a kind of a new Socialist International. It that a lot of nonsense <laughs> to me, um, but I think the German ideology is, is 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 more where I would see the question of of labour rather than um, the Grundrisse.
0: Okay, can you say a bit more about that? Because I, uh, yeah, I this is this is a very it seems to me, for question that that on the one hand I I hear you about the AI thing, although you know. You, you, you know obviously if you were more enamored by that sort of thing i think you could get lots of grants and things it's very very yeah, I know. <laughs> listen, I, I yeah.
1: mean, listen i work in Seoul. i mean the government is giving bloody billions of of, of dollars to uh to ai researchers um, to to uh um to, to 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 you know develop driverless cars and god knows what and uh
0: yeah but i think mm. i think thinking that automation will inevitably um, leads to you know some sort of emancipation of labour is very hard to get out of Marx, especially given yeah. how yeah. much capital sort of describes the various ways in which you know you'd think all right so mechanization like 19th century mechan- like all right you'd think there'd be a sort of concomitant reduction in labor time mm-hmm. right but let me explain how that's absolutely not the case in order mm-hmm. like for for the capitalist to make to make profit so i, I share right. your right. i share your 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 skepticism but mm-hmm. on the other hand i mean i haven't heard this luxury communism signify thrown mm-hmm. around a, a lot but maybe mm. i i could defend the a sort of negative moment in that that was that, that was like against against some uh suggestion that you know Marxism would be motivated by a love of uh, a love of austerity or or mm. something something like that like that that also seems uh, 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 false to me but but uh, say against what Marx says about the emancipation of women and the universalization of prostitution, that, you know, Marxists are not mm. arguing for some kind of uh you know, leveling of of everyone can enjoy a kind of uh you know sort of holy poverty or or, or something mm. like that. But on the other hand you, you do have this objection um, to the the Negriite focus on the Grundrisse over the German Idiot. I just wanted mm. you to say more about about how you see <laughs> the differences between. Uh, what comes out the, of those two texts? Yeah.
1: I, think, well, I think the difference with the German ideology, where he's talking about essentially talking about the polyvalent worker, is he's actually saying that we need a debate about what work is. You know, we don't need a we don't need a debate focused on on reducing um, right uh, surplus, surplus yeah, labour. Yeah. We actually need to enter into debate. Uh, we, we, actually, we actually need to put in question the idea of what isn't what is necessary. Right? Yes. And what is, yes. And the, so we actually so the polyvalent v- worker would also include debates about. Um what isn't what is necessary you know and and and, what, and and you know who should should we be actually be obliged to work so all those questions but it's but that's quite different from saying that you know um uh capitalism is oppressive, and we need to do away with all capitalist relations and 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 usher in, you know, which would usher in communist relations well no one actually knows what they are. No. <laughs> Um, we're, we're, we're actually living in capitalism. So, but I, I think so. I think there's a kind of lot of nonsense which is which is spoken in, with regard to this idea of, you know, reducing uh, surplus labour as if everyone is actually quite clear about the about, and being able to measure the kind of distinction between surplus and, and necessary labour. Well, that amounts to
0: that. That makes that makes absolute sense to me. and and yeah. And yeah. also, yeah. I mean that that conversation is 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 clearly not going on in the in the everyday liberal parliamentary no, newspaper discourse not even not even vaguely uh, in, in fact i think no, no, not so. um yeah i mean this this might seem a weird a weird tangent but i was having this this conversation with uh adam bartlett the other day based on uh experiences with my, my uh students and i was thinking when did mm. when did you know historically the kind of aristocracy like well, i mean not that there's a the hereditary aristocracy uh, like after first world war but you know the the children of of the immensely rich sort of global capitalist class like has i feel completely absorbed this this uh protestant work ethic thing you know mm. like like it's just become like absolutely ubiquitous a kind of both yeah. proletarian but also maybe once might have been a sort of aristocratic disdain for for work yeah. I think there's been this yeah. neoliberal transformation where everything is about is about work work on yourself make you know mm. like become a better person every every day yeah, yeah, like yeah. like blah the yeah, yeah. you know from 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 yeah. the gym to your psyche
1: like it's it's all a kind of voluntary work charity work also which is i wish also makes you a more rounded person yeah yeah,
0: yeah. activist things like like you know uh, uh, um justin's got a, justin Clemens has got a, a thing mm. you might have seen about um about uh uh uh, quite ex- exaggerated and uh, but 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 I think I think you see the of of uh from Oliver Faltham quoting Aristotle about mm. like the slave working as fire burns and talking about mm-hmm. sort of uh uh, i've read the so,
1: essay by justin it's it's really good yeah
0: like social media things being being like that like mm. the, there's this there's mm. this sort of extraction of of labor in what's supposed to be free time for no compensation yeah. Yeah. and yeah a kind of uh, yeah, yeah. yeah creation of of slavery sorry that was a <laughs>
1: lost a bit no no, no, no. i totally agree with you look i mean there's there's this kind of um i mean just slightly related to that there's there's this um Interview I saw the other day uh, with with John McDonnell and and he was you know the shadow chancellor of the exchequer and he was being asked um, what do you what do you take from Marx I mean what, what do you um, you know do you draw on him what, what, what interests you about Marx what are the things that that that, that remain what are the kind of pressing questions and um, and he says oh yeah what, what really interests me with Marx is is this um, this this kind of distinction between um use value and exchange value you know well, obviously what we've got to get back to is we hear a lot about exchange value but what we've really got to get, get back to is use value which um yeah thanks john you know i mean uh, that's precisely the question that Marx, you know is a kind of burning issue the, the um you know labor theory which Marx never actually managed to um by any means to uh, to to solve um, but yeah, it didn't actually occur to um to, to, to John McDonnell that um you know the way we measure value is actually, you know, a kind of um is simply a consequence of uh, of exchange value. I think what what he was talking about really was essentially we need to get um um we need to um essentially get to a kind of more fairer type of uh, use value. So, you know, use value, which is um, properly um, compensated or something like that, Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of ridiculous because, you know, I, I I must admit, I encountered this quite a lot, even, God, 20 years ago in the UK when I was, maybe not quite 20 years ago, but, but the kind of... Um, you know, rationalisation of, of higher education and the beginning of all the kinds of tests and assessments. Yeah, yeah. And, You know, never-ending assessments, and the idea even that, that you know now students in the UK are um, are being um, charged and are taking out uh, loans and so on that they want to have an investment in their education. Of course, and of course, part of that is you know, is capital. You know, is capital investment for a return. Um, so I think I think, but and this is John McDonald's big idea, right? That he wants to get back to a kind of a fairer neoliberal um, economy. It just, um, you know, it just made me laugh really that, that that was what he that's what he got from Marx.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's sort of the antithesis of the Althusserian, like like that you can have this uh, return back into a kind of natural. Exchange from the yeah 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 I I yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I absolutely yeah I don't yeah that that is kind of immensely depressing. I see, It is
1: really depressing. depressing, isn't it? It really is. And this this was what he'd got. He'd read Marx, apparently, and that's what he says. And that's what he got out of it. I mean, um, yeah, it, was, it really was depressing because you know you you in education we're resting with this. You know, I mean, the idea that you know students come to me and I'm I'm supposed to do these. Um, you know, I'm supposed to, to to do, it's just a pastoral aspect of, of the, of the job really, but they come to you and, um, and, um, and say, well, what am I, what, what, what I do, you know, what, what am I going to do when I finish? And, um, you know, I feel like saying, well, um, in all honesty, do you know anybody? Do you have any contacts? No. Okay. You're well, fucked. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's, true. That, that's, that's it. That's, that, that's, that's the honest answer. Um, and, um, no, I mean, what you'd like to say to them is, well, who cares? What do you, what are you doing? What are you studying? You enjoy it? Well, it's great. That's great. That's a great, but you can't say that anymore. You know, you, you, you have to kind of justify everything they're doing. You have to kind of, um, you know, they have to have transferable skills. Um, and, um, it's, there, there is no answer to that. And um, and and Marx can't help us with that. That's that's what I find frustrating. That you know, Marx apparently is a, is a is an economist. You know, Jeremy Corbyn, um, you know, apparently says that Marx is his favourite economist. Well, you know, God, how depressing! I mean, has he understood nothing to say that Marx is an economist? You know, I mean, even a kind of heterodox economist. He's not even that, is it? No. I mean, it's it's so so. There's that, that. So that's very depressing. But I think you know. I would say that that my attempt, you know, that the book is really my attempt to 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 confront all that rubbish. And um, and I think you know the the stuff I'm more interested in. I know the stuff you're interested in, and all of us uh, from this kind of generation are more interested in is 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 precisely those readings of Marx which confront that that kind of Marxian. Uh, economic interpretation of of uh, or economistic, you know, yeah. interpretation like a of Marx,
0: Bernsteinian kind of uh, a yeah. deviation. Yeah. Oh, a- yeah. A- 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 Absolutely. I mean, there's something I think you know uh, it that it's very much related to this question of of, of humanism and Alters there That it's you kind of mm. don't need Marx to say something like. Uh, like to morally condemn bankers and 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 that kind mm-hmm. of and and, mm-hmm. and sort of you know you could just look at you know can just look at the world and see that yeah, yeah we don't, know, don't need
1: Marx for that no right? no I mean this, this is the whole problem yeah exactly yeah and and we don't need Marx to see what what a what a what a crazy world it is is this. <clears throat> So I mean that that is quite that is also quite depressing. I think you know the, the idea that Marx is supposed to be relevant. I mean this 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 whole idea that 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 we you know that we need to justify we need to justify his existence in some way by by you know by trying to um, update or or, um, or or relate what he was talking about to the times we're living in. I mean that that's just I just find that completely bizarre as an idea and and um and not at all marxist you know the 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 thing that attracted me first to alters was this idea that actually um you know uh marx was just a a mind fuck in his time you know he, he completely was and he wasn't relevant no, you know, I mean, for God forbid, if he ever becomes relevant, then we've we, forget it. Yeah, we've lost, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we've lost but, it. You yeah. know, if he ever becomes relevant, I mean. Um, I mean, when you make films like Marx Reloaded, of course you have to you have to really um, explain and, and justify the thing uh, precisely as, as 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 you know Marx as being relevant. Yeah, to, but, but not, but,
0: to the 2008 crisis. Like your your yeah, narrator yeah, exactly. spends a lot of time doing that. Sort
1: <laughs> of thing, yeah. Exactly, you have to. You've you've got no choice. So you know. But then you kind of think, well, am I kind of completely? Yeah. Am I kind of missing the, 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 the kind of, and that I think is, is precisely what Althusser was trying to do in his, I hesitate to say early work, but certainly where in, um, you know, for Marx and in, in reading capital, he was talking about, um, you know, that this is, uh, a project, you know, in other words, this is something which is ahead of its time. um, and we, we are trying, we must find the, we must find the language, we must find the philosophical language in order to interpret what is not yet complete.
0: Yeah, rather than as, sort of fetishizing him you know, as having this like completed doctrine, it's yeah. like he discovers yeah. the continent, but now we have stuff to do. Now, now the continent has yeah. to yeah. be explored, yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we've, we're we kind of we're mapping it out. But until we kind of we, until we, we we achieve or complete a kind of fully fledged um, um, scientific kind of uh, method that we basically we need Lacan. We need Spinoza. The, these are our. This is this is kind of bricolage, right? This is where we're using these other. Thinkers precisely to kind of fill in the gaps of what we don't yet, which is you know, which we don't yet have, um, and that I think is what w- was what I found really fascinating about about Althusser's, um Certainly, he moved on for that position, right? So Althusser eventually, or not eventually, but but let's say in his later work, the emphasis is more on well, there is no Marxist philosophy, um, uh, or at least. Um, you know, um, it, it, it's um, it, it's more, it, you know, it's more a question of, um, I mean, how can we say this? It's more a question of being a Marxist in philosophy rather than, you know, aiming for a kind of Marxist philosophy. It's um so yeah there's there's that kind of uh there's that kind of switch i think in in, in emphasis
0: yeah you, you, you um call up a couple of questions for me so on the on the one hand yeah you're, you i i see your the marks in the novel seems seems already to be this this kind of bricola figure It remind me of, of, of two things i wanted to ask you so one what, what you're saying mm. about justification in marks reloaded i just wanted to make a mm. comment that there's there's Mm -hmm. with the nature of uh, i don't know what you want to call it neoliberal managerialism it seems to me that that Mm -hmm. you know there's an enormous amount of academic work like labor expended Mm -hmm. mostly on justifying things sort Mm -hmm. of in lieu of doing them right like that you you don't have time to write a book or whatever or teach a class because you're spending Mm -hmm. all of your time responding to managerial invigilation trying to justify why what you're doing might be a good and and this this gets like utterly absurd to the point of you know books yeah. that are essentially grant applications and and yeah. Yeah. and 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 so on but um, yeah. but that's yeah. but but yeah that's just a comment but coming back to yeah. to there, I mean you've done a lot of, of work on him academic work yeah. in your essays I wanted to ask you some of this yeah. uh, a, a question about how you see this this later like beyond reading capital and so on you've done uh-huh. some work on like philosophy of the encounter in this uh, oh. late althusser and i think i got the impression belong to a group of Thanks. of sort of theorists and academics who are kind of you know trying to rethink what althusser's contribution is on the basis yeah. of this later stuff what what are your current uh-huh. thoughts about about this about the late althusser and what he's
1: about Well, I mean, I certainly, you know, if you if you sort of read Negri, I mean, Negri's whole argument is is that there's this kind of turn to a kind of later out there who's much more, you know, who's who's essentially um, um, focused on the kind of contingency of of. um, of uh of history right you know that we that there's a the very real possibility that that we might not achieve communism yes there's this kind of you know this is, which is very kind of um a very kind of uh uh un-marxist or un-unorthodox which of course out was really? already but yeah a very it's a very unorthodox view but but Negri's whole point is well you know um uh you know out he was you know he was kind of a you know, product of his time he was kind of stuck in the p c f and he never managed to um to, re- to to kind of realize that that kind of um um you know some some of the kind of things he wrote were were kind of you know in and of their time he was constrained by the, by the circumstances of his time he had he had to be in the p c f he had to toe the line That's and he could the never standard. all that and and, and, and the standard kind of really which is Negri's kind of point. And that Negri says something like, and then he came around to sort of my position. <laughs> <laughs> <How> <laughs> could you? Negri says that in all seriousness, right? That eventually he comes round to, um, to, to, you know, and the turn in of his work is, is precisely the, um, um, you know, where he writes, um, the kind of, um, the philosophy, what became the, 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 published as the philosophy of the encounter. Yeah. Uh, and um and that well i don't i if you read the interesting thing if you read gosh then that's not at all the case so so then gosh is making the case that um no even from the late 50s um there is a kind of um kind of un- a sort of yeah a kind of yeah a, a okay it's not they're not they're not breaks i mean there is a kind of continuity mm-hmm. so there's, there's, no, there's no real moment where out is but you know there's no real sort of early versus late out is there there's a kind of it's a kind of continuum and he and he kind of develops and even if you if you think about something like um you know ideology and ideological state apparatus those notes which were basically only you know it the, the book was eventually published um reproduction uh, so, yeah reproduction yeah. capitalism which had been published already which had been um uh which was published uh, de la reproduction which was like published in years ago in in france it's like 1995 or something like that um but that was only half of an intended two volume work um uh the, the the now the 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 manuscript that we have and that was published as on uh, the reproduction of capitalism was the kind of um uh the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie right so the other part of the work um was to be published which was never completed which was which was intended to be if i'm not mistaken uh on the um dictatorship of the proletariat oh right so, so, so that so, that, what, what, we, so what, what we basically have is I mean and this is you know partly thanks to to, to Goshgarin that we've had all this um, stuff now published in, in English but what we actually have is is a, is again part of an unfinished project. So so we weren't getting you know so when, for example ideology and ideological state apparatus which is ironically the, the, the text and I emphasize the word text here rather than essay mm-hmm. it, it, it that's the, that's what we have and what he's most famous for yes. is ironically not what, not what he was um if you listen to Goshgarin, this is not what he was actually intending to do and certainly what not what he was intending to be remembered for but of course uh we, we understand the circumstances of, of the of, of that work's publication and the fact that he couldn't really advance he couldn't really advance the um um, the entire uh, thesis, which would possibly um, upset um, the kind of hierarchy and the um, and his uh, party comrades and so on, but but that's so. So what we're getting now, of course, is the sort of floodgates have opened, and we and we're now getting um, a more let's say a more rounded picture. Um, of, of there and um, the uh, philosophy for non, non-philosophers and um, the more recent uh, Le Vache Noir and this was a kind of imaginary interview that he, that he that he's a huge book actually huge um, text and um, what's the other one uh, there's another one that was published recently Philosophy for non-philosophers. There were three actually. There's another one. I'm just trying to think of it. Uh, It will come to me. But there are basically the the. the, I mean, there's a whole. We haven't even got to the letters yet, right? So the the letters are coming soon as well. But but you know, to make a long story short, this is all giving us a completely different take on al and forcing us to kind of revise a lot of what we thought about this. Um, you know theorist of ideology you know for whom um, you know the kind of state is you know ubiquitous and, and, and which we can't escape from yeah it's uh, just going to reproduce itself endlessly. it's going to reproduce yeah. itself and and, and I, we can't ever get out of ideology and, and so on and so forth so it's kind of but I mean even if you read that um, even if you read that 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 text, it's it's still. I mean, what people kind of remember from it is is you know is the the, the fact that well, essentially that the the subject is a kind of ideological um, function and so on. But there are some very interesting passages in that text which which do more than enough um, to kind of imply that. Altaxer is actually trying to imagine, you know, he's, he's rigorously trying to theorize this, this idea of, you know, ideology is something which doesn't have a history. Yes. But, but, but which is, which which on the face of it sounds quite depressing. And, but, but, uh, but, 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 you know, on the other hand, there are references to Spinoza and you can, you can tell that he is trying to find a way out of that. And, 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 um, so I you know, I'm not someone who who when I think of Azir thinks of that text as as um as as completely depressing and um no, and demoralizing. I mean, I think the
0: Spinoza reference is right. Like I mean if it it's like thinking, you know, the question, you know, how does Spinoza uh, talk of the emancipation of from human bondage given the determinism of mm. the system? But I think for Althusser, right. it's like precisely the the point is is that you can do that like without uh, Mm. any ideological conception of like transcendent human freedom or something or Mm. or something of that sort Mm. you can talk about Mm. a a, a determinist system right and and the Mm. pervasiveness Mm. of ideology um without you know some uh, idea of like rec- some recalcitrant human essence that that transcends mm-hmm. that but that's not mutually exclusive with with talking about an, an exit from exploitation oh, also just the tangent here, sure but um did you mean um, before, were, were you thinking of philosophy and the spontaneous philosophy of scientists? Was that the third text or was it something else? No,
1: no so it was et, et Marxist on philosophy. Uh, being being uh, Marxist, or et Marx, I don't know what the, how they translated it, et Marxist on philosophy, which, which was the third of the, of the, um, it's a very, I mean, this, you've got, uh, philosophy and non-philosophers, Ed Marxist on philosophy, and the third book was Le Vache Noir, which is a kind of the interview, but the imaginary interview book. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. There was another book, which was recently published, which I think were his writings on history. I can't remember the exact title. No, those four, um, posthumously published, posthumously published works um, whereas philosophy and, um, spontaneous philosophy of the scientists was from the, yeah absolutely so it was published after um, after sixty eight I can't remember exactly um, this is the possible the, the four texts yeah the text, the more recent ones the posthumous been published only since two thousand fourteen or something like that oh right yeah. this is, yeah. yeah this
0: is why I haven't apart from yeah, the only one I've seen of these so far is is um, uh, F- F- Philosophy for, for Non-Philosophers. In, uh, no, Gosh- philosophy, right. there,
1: there, there are two of them that are, were published recently by Bloomsbury, Philosophy for Non-Philosophers and Marxist... Um, how, I think the translated is How to Be a Marxist in Philosophy. Yeah, OK. I think that was the ridiculous title yeah. that came <laughs> up with. But, uh, <laughs> which, the uh, answer is uh, two words, you can't be. It's a very short book, uh, obviously. Yeah, it's very short work, yeah. But uh, no, that was the kind of title. Um, but yeah, that, so the, and there's more coming, I think. I think Jeff, Jeff Gosgarian has um, has a, a bunch of other things uh, planned. Although I think, interestingly, Bloomsby bought the rights to Le Vache Noir, but I don't think there are any plans to publish. There's also um, uh, a, a book, I think Verso are putting it out next year on his from his seminar on Rousseau. Yeah, um, you've written from, a bit about this for the, the LA review book Yeah, yeah, there's if you want to go to the LRB, there's I've got there's there's a there's a, a very short extract which I, I um uh uh Jeff Goshkarian and I um chose um or rather I asked him to translate basically. Um it's a very kind of um it's very I think it's very difficult to translate because he's he's basically it's just a kind of um it's like a transcript. And um, it's it's very kind of um, uh, it's not very literary at all, right? So, but it, so it's quite difficult to actually select that passage. But it's quite a nice little passage from his uh, seminars on on Rousseau from I think the early seventies, I think.
0: Is he doing a lot uh, of sort of surprising? Uh, you know, because I'm thinking about the, the Machiavelli text and mm. so like going looking at these figures from the history of of i, I suppose what you call very unalthazarian thing, but like history of political mm. philosophy at that at that time is is, mm. is, he, is
1: his seminars on uh they, those those seminars were basically um unless i'm um and i'd have to kind of remind myself but those those seminars he's giving are for basically like uh aggregation i mean they're they're kind of um, they're 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 aimed at a um um they're they're actually disarmingly kind of straightforward um um um, lectures actually that that he gives i mean they're, they're not in any way um you know kind of controversial or or they they're just kind of very 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 um uh close readings of some of these yeah some of these kind of figures like machiavelli or in this case rousseau and um this is a sort yeah, of that day job gone. right like being the the kaiman or whatever yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah they 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 kind of um they're 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 not in any way um well that the russo one is kind of interesting because he sort of shifts his position slightly um in that you know he's he's kind of less it's more an Altazarian, i think reading of russo than, Mm -hmm. than you got in you know that you would have got before but it's it's so it kind of it's it's a um it's a kind of reading which is more in tune with his um, uh, with his kind of interest in precisely contingency, um, and the kind of you know the idea of of, of necessity and contingency, and how those those, those things kind of interact and uh, and kind of help structure. Um, sort of Rousseau's um, philosophy so they're kind of interesting in that respect or that particular um, uh, seminar is, is is kind of interesting in that respect or lecture is interesting in that respect but yeah he's, so I think that one um, is again it uh, gives a little bit of a Different picture and a more mature picture of Altus there than the one maybe that we're used to, but again, according to Gosh Gaim, would not be anything that that would be so far removed from uh, some of his earlier, um, you know, earlier works in the sort of late fifties. But yeah, I, I I do think that Negri is wrong, and I do think these these kind of posthumous works are throwing a, a, a really interesting light on on outer there and making us kind of everything and also balibar you know in mean, balibar was the same balibar has this very um you know unreconstructed view of of outer there and and you know balibar is always someone who is um you know has a very kind of you know clear idea of of where outer there fits or where outer is supposed to fit you know balibar is very good at, at criticizing everybody from his own you know, from his own kind of, um, uh, you know, sort of idea of himself, you know, for, so, 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 you know, know Ballyball has, has a way of talking to you where um, he will kind of find out what you, um, what you know, and then tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well,
0: he's, he's even, I have this impression that he's even done this to say to you, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he would, he would talk at the level of his audience. He would find the level of his audience and, and talk at the level. And so I remember um back in um a few years ago now when I was living in Paris, I went to um Oliver, got him in for a talk. He was Talking about sixty-eight. And then there were there were only sort of first or second year undergrads. So he was talking so he's very good, you know. He's yeah. very good he's a very good teacher. He's very he's very good at finding the level of his audience and 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 so on and um but yeah his 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 interpretation of out was you know, and again he was focusing on on the ideology and ideological state apparatus his text and and interpreting out as interpreting out um own contribution to an understanding of may nineteen sixty eight based on that particular um uh essay which was completely ridiculous i mean if you but even the stuff that's come out in more recent years the the, the essays in the philosophy of the encounter um uh, you know it, it, you know the stuff in there which which make us look at outer zero in a, in a completely different way i mean there are there are there are texts in there the text on Levi strauss for example where he's you know he's basically um um you know which 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 yeah, we, I mean, which complete, which completely, we, we, you know, it's, it's a complete misnomer, this idea that he was a structuralist, right? And if you read that, 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 that you know, a, um, a text like that, then then you then you realise, OK, there's all this other stuff going on that we weren't aware of because we were only reading for Marx and reading Capital and, and the ideology and ideological state apparatuses. And that was all we knew.
0: And sometimes just the uh, last one, like in terms of just yeah, just latter. Yeah, still that, have that was yeah. the...
1: That was my that was my uh, um, introduction yeah, to Absinthe. You know, yep. <laughs> much else apart, apart you know a couple of um, essays from for Marx, but that was pretty much all i all I would know about it. And I think it's interesting because we can now go back to for Marx and Reading Capital and get a completely different take on it. You know, and also of course they've they've published in English for the first time the original. Um, edition of of uh, the the the, um, the uh, original version of, of the capital right with with and, and Ranciere and and so on so um yeah it's um it, it's good you, you're always finding new stuff in outer zero I think this is why I kind of I keep finding myself going back to him because you never, I mean, for Marx is a, is a great example of this. I and mean, every time you open the book, you just find something new in that book. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, it's not a book, right? No, Obviously, no. it's not a book, it's just essays. But, but you know, you go back to that and, and I have this incredible experience of, of constantly being surprised by it.
0: Yeah. I, well, against the, uh, you, you know, you keep, you mean you, you keep finding, you know, you can start to go, oh, you know, this isn't the cliched, uh, right. Reading of it that when when you know I mean I I got. Up- i think a number of you you get presented with ideology and the Mm. ideological state apparatus sort of sort of qua Mm. wrong Mm. right like like Mm. in that annoying Mm. pedagogical like it's framed as like don't you know don't do this kids like this is you know this is where it all goes (laughs) wrong you you know ridiculous kinds of like this is how you become a stalinist or a pessimist or a theoreticist whatever Mm. whatever that is but even when you get over that you're you're like no i still have this preconceived Mm. framework that i'm bring into these texts that allows me to ignore the the, the force of Uh,
1: thought absolutely no that that, that's that's particularly true i think with with for marx is that i've always had this really weird um connection with that book where i'm 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 constantly thinking god i never read that did christ i must well how did i miss that you know is this it's quite it's quite crazy but um Yes, um, he, but he was no. He, to go back to Marx returns. It, obviously, there are lots of out of air kind of moments, and that was that, that was. I probably wouldn't have written it at, at all. I don't, I don't think if it if it if I hadn't been, if it hadn't been for you know an essay like um, you know ideology United you know, State apparatus, which was such a kind of amazing well, I say essay, such an amazing text, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I, think it, I think I'm think i probably, you know, that, that for my sort of generation and people that sort of did a media studies degree, I mean, there's always there were a lot of different references, a lot of important references, but that was probably um, the kind of key one, because it was just so, it just felt so daring, you know, and, and so kind of, There's so much in it, you know, I mean, sort of know from sort of existentialism and phenomenology and um uh, it was just such a kind of eclectic um you know bunch of you know bunch of notes you know it's quite quite weird
0: yeah yeah it's it's sort of it's it's funny how much it was because of a lot of French philosophy. We were talking about this before. I think if you grew up in mm. in the Anglophone world, you know, you didn't get it through. We are saying before you didn't get it through philosophy departments. You got it through the the cultural mm. studies moment or the mm. or the media studies moment. But it seems that those disciplines have completely retreated from from texts like like that these days. Like it's become a sort of uh, you know liberal humanist kind of moralizing mm. from you know in the reading of pop culture text it's like in, you know this is this either. is why these yeah. texts are bad and and why these yeah. ones are somewhat progressive but but yeah, yeah i i i can't imagine yeah ide- ideology and ideological state apparatus is on such a course as anything but you know uh, a, a representative of a a, a kind of museum piece that we've we've now transcended. It's very strange. Like a like a sure. sort of somewhat radical moment you know was 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 then completely <laughs> co-opted and destroyed sure. in subsequent years. Can you tell us a bit about your, your current uh uh projects or or works yeah. or readings? know, yeah, what happens after Marx returns? Will there be a Dennis Potter like a sort of singing detective like which I think would be a good model I, TV <laughs> version of be it would not it? it i mean yeah.
1: <laughs> i i had this i, I don't i don't know what dennis potter but i did have still a kind of um uh, a vague um idea uh, or um ambition to see this kind of on the silver screen i i don't i don't think that's going to happen but i i did um there's a kind of producer who I was um working with uh, a few years ago and we were at that at that stage in a, in a different phase of of trying to um uh develop the um uh the, the kind of s- the, the the script into a a movie and but I mean that, that that is not that is probably highly unlikely but not impossible so but that's kind of on the back burner a bit that's 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 possible but but although i would say unlikely um so, so all good apart, apart are from highly
0: I, unlikely but and, and possibly are, impossible
1: too I, so, I, I remain i remain kind of i remain uh, skeptical but not completely um you know not not i wouldn't be surprised put it like that if if it did happen <laughs> but apart from um, apart from that things i'm actively involved in at the moment um well not i mean that would probably be a that would probably require a whole different interview i guess, but in terms of theory um what have i done recently i mean there was the the, the Philosophical Vesnik um volume yes, which i think yes. is, is a kind of really interesting volume on uh fell better uh tragedy the art and um uh, tra- uh sorry politics and the arts of tragedy um yeah, that 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 is obviously out and, and, and finished. So in terms of, of stuff that's that I'm kind of working on, um not, not really. I'm I'm sort of in a I'm I'm kind of in a transitional phase, I guess, where I'm thinking more about stuff to do with political ecology and, and um and um uh you know, P V solar panels and, yes. and that type of so, okay, so this is kind of this is kind of sort of going off in a maybe going off in a completely different direction, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be I don't really know at this stage, but I wouldn't be surprised that if in you know if in six months or a year's time I'm doing something completely different, um, probably still in um, university education I imagine, although it's not uh, it's not completely out of the question that I'll have just. Um, given up on it and 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 be doing something completely different. So yeah, it's it's um, th- although unlikely, that's also not completely out of the question. So yeah, at the moment, Brian, I'm 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 in a kind of a bit of a transitional phase. I've done all this stuff, you know. I've just had the um, I mean, the novels come out and uh, the Philosophy Vestnik uh, volume, which took. Sort of four years to sort oh, of plan yeah. I mean, not, not full-time of course but it was just <laughs> it was it was it was in the works for, for for like four years and um uh and of course i did the marks um forum at the los angeles Review of books and the outer zero forum so and i've been publishing bits and pieces so it's been a Quite intense period. I did the Diacritics as well, the Outers there, especially the Diacritics. So there was that as well, which I did with Goshgarian. So there's, there's been a lot. There's been a lot these past few years. So at the moment, I'm kind of just, um, yeah, I'm 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 falling in space.
0: As <laughs> all we are, Jason. As you, as you all all. Show, oh show very effectively. In the yeah, in the, in the I, can, I,
1: can't, and I can't do anything about it. There's no, no, I can do. no, no, that's right.
0: Like, no. yeah,
1: but help me, <laughs> well, <laughs> help I, yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, can other people falling in space help you know? Others that, undergoing the same. Yeah. Well, it's one of the questions. Of the, of the, that the,
1: is one of the questions. I, I actually, sure.
0: you, you know, uh, just one thing on your recent work. Like, yeah, I mean, mm. if if you're willing, I, I, you know, I'd love to do another interview with you, and we will talk about mm. your new work in, mm-hmm. and political ecology. But one thing I've, mm. I've noticed when you talk about something like philosophy, vesting I'm not going to ask you about mm. your your 2002 bad book and your relationship okay. to him. But one, but something that I think maybe comes out of your engagement mm. with badge is it seems to me um, mm. like a, a lot of people who are influenced by him like i'm thinking like like oliver mm. feltham who we mentioned before mm-hmm. one of the th- and and maybe even uh, peter hallward that that part of mm-hmm. your work has been on um reassessing political movements like mm. the commune mm-hmm. um mm. but but maybe maybe even going further back you know there's a interest in in jacobins and 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 so and Mm. so forth but but kind of Mm. the political um fortunes and and tactics Mm -hmm. of forgotten epochs and and that yeah um reminds me of something in in mark's returns which is a kind Mm. of uh, occasional uh playful anachronism that when we were talking about the Mm -hmm. the the, Mm -hmm. you know the maybe non-pessimistic nature of the eternal a uh, uh, status of, of ideology that, on the one hand, mm. like yeah, it, ideology can be this this pervasive, like something that as Arthur SS has has no history, but o- o- almost mm. one of the the consequences I think of your rejection of the progressive train model is mm. is that there are you know these these strange temporal uh, anomalies, like uh, it's a bit mm. twee, but but the the those gothic. You know the the hauntings of 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 the of of the past of of past yeah. not being dead but but eminently right. present and so forth and mm. and is is uh, I'm sort of thinking I can imagine but maybe maybe I'm on the wrong mm. track that your work mm. on uh, political ecology I mean I mean we're we're mm. not scientists you know we we you mm. know we let the scientists uh, tell us what's going mm. on there but that your interest yep. is about Okay, what kind of political movement would have to come Absolutely. into being in order to to fight that, and what can we learn from past, uh, you know, defeats and and struggles and and so forth? Is that is that in any way? Uh, out, yeah, yeah, pretty
1: much, pretty much. I mean, I'm a kind of Althusserian in the sense that for, for for me, if if I'm if I'm working in philosophy or my understanding of what a materialist philosophy is all about is a kind of politicized science. Yes. So, so this is exactly what Althusser comes around to um, uh, adhering to, yeah, the idea of a of philosophy as a politicized science, and essentially as a as a kind of um, as ideology even. Yes. You know? um, and and that's really, I think, where philosophers should be at. I think, and that's not to say that they're not they they're choosing science over over real politics right but it it, it is but it is to make a case for philosophy as a materialist practice if that actually means anything if materialism actually means anything but to the extent that it does that it is precisely in terms of thinking through the kind of political dimensions of of that science or what it would mean um, you know in ideologically speaking so, you know, rather than doing pure science, that we're doing, yeah, politicized science, that, that we're kind of, yeah, we're politicizing these questions.
0: This is science uh, as a
1: condition, a,
0: a, a, like that you respond to what mm. Marx has opened up or Galileo has, right. Has, has I, I suppose that's a very bad Like like, uh, or Lacanian, likes. you know, what is, you know, there's psychoanalysis, but psychoanalysis as mm. a, as a, as a, as something responding to Galilean science or, or mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. would politics be responding to ecological science? That that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: you... pretty much. I think this is, yeah, that's not, not bad worth looking at it, I guess. Yeah. Is is thinking about, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a scientist, but Again, how can we um, interpret those questions as political questions? Or, or yeah, I, I think that would be. Um, I'm trying to find a language, I think, and a discourse, you know, which is which is kind of equal to the task of thinking about, you know, what it would mean for some of those to to kind of actualize, if you like, or to kind of realize some of those um you know what would the implications of some of those scientific discoveries be uh, and and and, um if we could enact them you know like to Uh, make it
0: crash the science crash against the rock of ideology like all through the right mixing metaphors like the 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 fog of ideology through which we normally see the implications of the sciences to to fight against that yeah
1: I think so yeah absolutely that that would be my kind of Altazarian um commitment i think
0: yeah well i I think i mean th- this is this is because really, I think the the ecological situation is, is something or almost that maybe vindicates what you're saying about Arthur, where you can see mm. like there's the science, the science is fine, science doesn't need mm-hmm. philosophy, but when mm. it comes to how do we respond to the implications of it um you know, it's filtered through all the usual yeah. sort of ideological blood, like like you know, yes. a neoliberalized activism or or, yeah. or 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 whatever. And how can we how can we do that?
1: Absolutely, and it's that that we need to contest, um, you know, politically rather than uh you know the science in itself having some i mean with bad of course it would be well the science would you know would kind of break through you know as a as a kind of whereas i think without us there there's more a a kind of militant and dare i say sort of marxist um commitment and and um uh, involved in in it as as a kind of response to um the scientific breakthroughs you know and the, again it would be precisely been be in terms of um advancing the calls through you know uh, political interventions and so on um yeah i, I guess i guess so I, I don't know if that's making much sense but I guess, yeah i think it'd be more of a that would be my understanding of what alters is about i mean it's it's a
0: bit uh boring and predictable for me to, to defend Badiou on this but we, weren't we uh, in our correspondence like talking about like yep. Badiou's um, own Althusserianism and I think you can see him doing something similar to what we're talking about with with uh, a, a, a set theory and then and then category theory thinking mm-hmm. you know I'm not mm-hmm. again I mean he's he's much better at Mathematics than than either of us, but he's not mm-hmm. so much intervening in that, telling mathematicians how to do it, but to say, you know, no one's thought the consequences through uh, of this of the transfinite, like philosophically, right. we we, we right. need to. Would would you see that as a as an Althusserian gesture, or or does it fall short of 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 Althusser's project in in some way?
1: um I, I, it's difficult because obviously Badger is also talking about compossibility of truths, right? Yeah, as, yeah. As, uh, like um, to, So there yeah. are these there are these crossings yeah. that you get. It's not in. It's not. I'm not trying to, you know, make the case that, you know, that 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 sort of, you know, suturing for to science to 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 be some kind of great achievement. <laughs> It, 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 you know, not n- not really. I mean, you is is not um, trying to argue for that. No, but, no, absolutely um, not. You know, th- but with it with with Altusier, I don't know really. I suppose, yeah, there's a different emphasis, really, isn't there? I mean, for for for, for Altusier, when he talks about science, the one he's really interested in is is is, is historical materialism, which is yes. Marxism yes. for him. Yes. Um, so there is that rather. Can the condition in that sense is something called Marxism, yes? Um, whereas, as this nascent uh, science,
0: this
1: yeah, a, up a, the science a, of absolutely. I mean, I have certain problems with with in that respect, in the sense that I don't, or rather with Badieu, in the sense that he has a kind of um, a, a kind of problem latterly with the idea of historical materialism, yes. I, he I, does, I th- yeah. the, the problem, I think, it. it and I think that the, the way he's wrong is really to because th- for him, I think um, historical materialism is really his, his, his historicism. Yes, that's that's his objection, which is that's, eminently opposed uh, to, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Historic. Yeah, that, that, that's his that's his that's his problem. The, the, he sees historical materialism. His problem with historical materialism is that it's it's just historicism, which, of course, is precisely what i said. what well, there doesn't think. Yes. Um He thinks historical materialism is not historicism. Um, So I I don't I don't have a problem necessarily with 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 um, you know with the kind of historical part of 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 historical materialism. And I think there is a kind of what's interesting I think is uh, is for us to think about what exactly the historical part of the materialism might be if if it's not. Um, going to be historicism and, and that's a kind of interesting question so that's something i think that um, and of course he out his air goes a, a certain way to, towards um answering that question so you know statements like well um, history is processed without subject or goal uh, you know i mean that's obviously uh, quite suggestive in that in that direction of course um you know latterly where he's talking about you know the kind of role of contingency and necessity, which of course Messiaeu takes up um, in 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 his work. I think. I mean, kind of Messiaeu is. Um,
2: in
1: Affinity, uh, did Yeah, it's kind of one interesting um, one interesting extension of Outer of, of Altizier, um, in, in terms of the necessity of contingency, mm. um, and um, yeah, so so that's kind of. So, yeah, I think so I think with without a zero, i i don't I don't really see, uh, although, of course, Marxism remains the condition for um, you know sort of philosophy, if you like, if, in in that sense, um, I don't think we need to I don't think we need to really dismiss you know Marxist science on the grounds that it's a kind of, well, it's, Historical and so so that therefore it's historicist.
0: Oh, you you make a very good. I mean, yes, yeah, certainly the historicism that Badu objects to is 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 something that Althusser objects equally to. Mm. Yeah, like through through throughout that uh, uh, his, yeah. his 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 corpus. But yeah, I, I there there's an interesting. I mean, possibly occasioned by whatever happened after 68 if perhaps in in bad use case there's a there's a hangover i mean not um not that i i equate bad use position with with ronciers but it seems like at the time of theory of this subject like that's so neat that, mm-hmm. that Badiou is is taking this like it seems a lot of the Maoists are doing oh uh, you know Althusser mm-hmm. betrayed us like he wasn't mm-hmm. he went, maybe maybe that just uh has has stuck with him over over the years but but mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you that that the problem Badiou has with his historicism or a kind of mm-hmm. diamet version mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of, of, of what's going on with Marx is is something that Althusser equally objects to and 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 does a lot to, to criticize so mm, yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're right about that um, mm-hmm. um Right, Jason. Um, it's it's been a it's been a real pleasure. I, I can't tell you how how grateful yeah. I am for, for having Perfect. this discussion yeah. with me for, for enduring its errancy and <laughs> yes, um, wandering and, and and so forth. But but thank thank you so much. Like I think I think you're really. Um, uh, I'd recommend uh, Mark's Returns to to anyone. I, I I think it's a it's it's a real achievement of of uh, science philosophy politics and and literature it's a really remarkable um, um book and and thank you so so much for uh taking part in this obscure australian uh not very uh disciplined or well-organized podcast but it's been it's been wonderful talking to you
1: brian it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed it and you know th- thanks for being so kind and um you know, and, and and ultimately, yeah, supporting the book, which has just come down in price. I've uh-huh. Now, now retailing at thirteen ninety nine, instead of the, um, the ridiculous fifteen ninety nine, and the slightly less ridiculous thirteen ninety nine for a paperback novel. But um, yeah, available at all good bookstores, and I think I'm right in saying that readings have got copies. So any of your any of your Australian, yeah, um, that's
0: right, Melbourneians. Uh,
1: Listeners would be who 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 are in Melbourne, Melbourneites and so on. Would would um would be well advised to get down there and snap up a copy. Definitely. And don't deal with Amazon. Horrible, horrible tax dodging fiends.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that evil, they are capitalist predators and and so yes, forth. Yes, indeed. No, agreed. Go down. Slugs. <laughs> yep, go down. Those <laughs> those are you unfortunate enough to have missed the the launch of the Melbourne launch of Mark's Returns. Do get down to it readings and and purchase a copy and jason i uh, yeah i hope we'll be in in contact and and let's do this again sometime yeah i'm really really let's interested
1: do it definitely brian this. no for sure I'd, I'd i'd love to it'd be great yeah <laughs>